Good morning to you, wonderful Carbon Scoring listeners. This is episode 10 of Carbon Scoring, the one where we are going to talk about The Mandalorian Season 2 and the final episode of The Mandalorian uh, from this season. So this is the spoiler warning right up front. Last time you're going to hear it before I even in this little comment spoil some stuff. So if you haven't seen that season, if you haven't seen the last episode, turn this off now. Go watch that. It's really good. You should finish it. You should watch it. It's it's amazing. Uh, okay. If you're not gone, it's your own fault now. So in this episode, I know it's a little long, but it's fun. It's exciting. And, and here we debate the very, very after credit scene. Again, if you haven't seen the after credit scene, last warning turn it off go back find the scene after the credits uh we debate the after credit scene quite a bit and what it could mean because there was no clarification over the weekend no one had anything uh sorted out uh they didn't want to announce it they wanted people to wait and find out about it organically i guess before they told people straight up but the star wars instagram got up early in fact they got up this morning before I got up, which is amazing. And uh, as the podcast, this podcast was 86% uploaded, they put on their Instagram that the book of Boba Fett will be a separate series from The Mandalorian, not The Mandalorian Season 3, and that it will be executive produced by Favreau, Filoni, and Robert Rodriguez, which is a great choice. Fantastic director. Uh, It'll be wonderful to have his voice involved there. Hopefully he's kind of spearheading that, and it's kind of a a little bit more of a crime action series, I guess, is what we're, what we're headed for here. Um, it'll also have Ming-Na Wen and uh, Tamara Morrison. And it sounds wonderful and amazing, and I wish they could have clarified it, but I understand why they couldn't. And so here we are. I'm clarifying it now so that you can enjoy our debate, but at least have the answer up front. Uh, this is a really fun episode. We had a great time. Kit was back. I think uh, this was our highest energy episode for a long time. I, it just... It was amazing and fun to talk about this entire season and how great this episode was. And uh, <laughs> if you stick around to the end, around you know the late late hours of this, uh, we we came up with some alternate endings for this episode, which I think were pretty pretty funny. Uh, we had a good time. So thank you for coming. Have a happy, safe holiday and New Year. We'll be back in January with another episode. And I think we'll be a little bit more regularly scheduled as we return in the new year, since there's no star Wars content really coming out until the end of 2021, we're going to have some fun special episodes planned of other previous star Wars media. Between the three of us, we are the the trinity of of Disney right now. We've got classic Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. Oh, hey, that's a good shirt. Isn't it? It is. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, Sally was like, uh, "You've been wearing that for three days. When are you going to take it off?" And I was yeah, like, "You're gonna never. if you want this shirt, you're gonna have to peel it off my dead body." <laughs> <laughs> Next season. Yeah, that's when I'll take it off. That's funny. It's funny. <laughs> I like, well, we could talk about him in a minute. Thanks for warming me up. I messed up the word <laughs> warming me up. So I guess this is take two where I say, thanks for warming me up. Ken, how's it going? <laughs> doing good, man. How you doing? We went through I don't that know why pre-pod. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, 
Oh, Good to hear. Man. Sorry. It's nice to squeeze into nap time. Hello, Kit. Hey, I, I am ready to approach this podcast with maximum initiative. <laughs> also, I told Ken earlier I want to make that I want to make that a sub sub pod name. I don't know what it's for yet, but I just love the way that that sounds. So I'm maximum, gonna say maximum initiative. I'm writing it down. Maximum initiative. This is the maximum inif- initiative uh, pilot pod right now. Okay, that's and that's the so with initiative I think of RPGs. So when we start doing the Star Wars RPG sub pod of carbon scoring, <laughs> a there carbon you go, right there. <laughs> Maximum initiative, a carbon scoring subpod, a subpod of We Were Gamers. <laughs> that only gets complicated if we got bought out by uh what's what are those companies? Earwolf or whatever? Then Ear how many Wolf? I don't know. We're gonna get sued for that. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's free advertising. Good That's job. We gave them a free yeah. ad on our there service that's not connected to Earwolf, but you can find us anywhere on the internet i'm working on amazon it's complicated but we have all the other podcast places and if you have questions or uh you want to get involved in the things that we're going to say that you're not going to like because it's star wars podcast we were gamers.com is a good place for calling ken out on that kind of stuff you can call out ken just <laughs> at ken rollo that I, i'm i don't want to say that i'm open to the ads but if it's a reasonable comment i'll reply yeah you look like you got a little trim there, Kit. Did you? Did you got a little I haircut? I did. I got, I got another quarantine haircut from my lovely wife. Yeah, she's it's nice. My, she was my hairdresser since like April. Is it? You got the buzz so you can fit in your squadron's helmet. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, had, I like to uh, put on my Black Series uh, Poe Dameron helmet that just barely <laughs> fits under my head and squeezes my head too tight before I play squadrons. I had hoped to show you today. And it will at some point arrive. I got a very interesting string of emails this morning. This is a side tangent. But I got a very interesting string of emails this morning. One was, I'm sorry your package is delayed. I was like, okay, thank you, Amazon. That's nice to know. What's delayed? Let me click this link. Oh, no, it's my HOTAS that I took your advice about playing squadrons with and went out and bought a uh, flight stick and throttle and some uh, I actually bought some rudders I have no idea if that's going to work with squadrons or not but I thought why not just go for the whole package yeah you can so everything in squadrons is mappable I know because the game complains at me constantly that I have not mapped everything oh and so my my stick and thruster alignment has approximately 12 buttons on it that I can map stuff to and have mapped stuff to okay and there's like 10 times that many that the game wants me to map out what? and they're like you haven't you haven't fully assigned all of this stuff and i'm like and i'm not gonna do that because <laughs> that's gonna take forever and... i've heard you get like more control over your shields and stuff if you use the mapping uh i'm sure that you computer. do there's lots of there's lots and lots of stuff that you can do like hotkey type oh, cool. mapping to but I, i'm not gonna there's there's literally like 100 things that you can that in their list of so you things still that you need can a do. keyboard yeah, but I I just don't do it because you can Man. you they're still already the controls, but they're like sure uh, you should you should set up these you right. should fully map your system and I'm like I, I don't I don't need to do that. I really feel like, like a game that they were trying to sell as a VR game they should have pre mapped a Hotas setup for. They they kind of did. There's just an awful lot of options. It's it's basically just more customizability than I want to deal with, and I haven't run into anything where I can't complete. A mission or something because i need to push control c or something you know to do the one thing or whatever i mean the, really the, what the number of buttons that i have on my on my control setup is is 
pretty generous and is plenty for what I need. Cause it's like, you know, like the steering is basically all handled with the six axes of the, of the joystick, the, the throttle handles my speed. And then there's a whole bunch of other buttons that are like for, you know, like shield, moving your shields around, switching between your power, you know, if you want, um, uh, power to the engines, power to the shields, power to the lasers, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. Um, the whatever the like flare is that you throw out to throw off the the missiles, that, that kind of yeah, chaff, uh, yeah. Chaff? I forget what it's called. It's called something else, but like whatever it is, like all of the like main stuff fits yeah. fine into the buttons that I have, and the other stuff is like way more. I'm sure that uh, if I was playing this game professionally on Twitch yeah. and like needed to sure. be in the top one percent of all pilots playing <laughs> multiplayer or something that that would be really important stuff for me to be able to get my shield configuration with one button <laughs> at a certain you know like a certain thing or whatever sure. but like i'm not i'm not playing at that you level, can look so. at the the one that i linked in the chat maybe i can maybe i can map enough buttons to the but thing. i'm sure that there's stuff that you can use with that you could use rudders for okay i would love to try and use rudders i want to i don't know i i went whole warthog hog okay is what I went with just because it seemed like I could use it from, from now until forever with other stuff. I really like the Ace Combat series, so I, I kind of want to try that out and stuff too. I don't know if you – I mean, we didn't probably even talk about it yet, but they're going to add a B-Wing and the TIE Defender to that game? Yeah, okay, they, cool. they mentioned that they're coming out with new, new vehicles as Two, well. And there's yeah. also if you have if you have Amazon Prime and connected to Twitch, there's what? also Twitch Prime is giving you – like extra um, cosmetics and stuff too. Hold right on, now. I'm so it's right the... now. Hopefully, Twitch is on mute. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, Twitch and is on mute. And I, when I logged in yesterday or the day before, um, if you if EA is giving you uh, if you own squadrons and one other current game, so like Battlefront or no. uh, Fallen Order, Fallen Order, then you get like two more suits. Like oh, oh one, wow. One light side, one dark side suit. They're doing monthly stuff. They've won right yeah. now, January, February, March. Yep. New helmets for today. Uh okay, I'll do that can that you have to do the right. account link stuff, so I'll do that later. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if they give it to you or if you have to earn it. Oh well, I it, mean it whatever. opens it up for you. Yeah. If, I'll I take free stuff for a game that yeah. I play. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Well, it's not free, but you everybody should at this point have an Amazon Prime account, I think. I think that's a safe We Were Gamers recommendation for making it's, it's, sure it's, your money work for you. Yeah, if you can afford if it's if you can work it into your budget, also try and share it with family members because you do True. have the option to like I have my wife added on me and I believe her brother as well. Nice. So like we're all connected, so it's like share if you can and because it's I mean it is going to be another expense, but if you can work it in there, work it in there. Yeah, and for a lot of people that you know, if you're on a budget crunch, especially this year, you could drop things like a Netflix. I wouldn't suggest you drop your Disney Plus, but you could drop it. You could drop other services because, you know, Amazon's trying to provide all those things. I don't know. I'm not I, selling I actually anything. Find... Oh, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> I, I, say I actually streaming... find... Go ahead, Ken. <laughs> I was going to say, Amazon does have some streaming options as well. Like, you yeah. can watch, I believe, West Wing is on there right now and other shows as in addition because it's just about to leave Netflix. But they also have streaming options as well. Go for it, Kit. I was just going to say, I actually watched the Amazon uh, made, or what do you call that? Self-produced 
original, the Amazon original stuff more than I watch the Netflix original stuff. They seem to be specifically targeting me. Like I just <laughs> finished up watching The Tick, which I highly recommend. Uh, there's two seasons on there. Have you, um, you watched The Expanse yet? Yes. Yeah. No, I want you. Not, not that. So not not the current season um, okay. that just dropped like last yeah, they dropped week, like three episodes yeah. last week. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched that, but uh, my okay. wife and I have been watching The Expanse since, since it was on sci-fi. If and you then, have a fondness for Thomas Jane, like I do, that's a show worth watching, I think. Uh, I do not have a have a fondness like you do for Thomas Jane, but <laughs> even so, I think it's a show worth watching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that was a fun way to start the day. Mando, not ran- last time we talked about being randos. Today, we're all Mandos. <laughs> This is the way. This was this was a very good way. I I'm just gonna throw my feelings out there before you guys get to poo poo. That I really, <laughs> yeah, really, we're so really, negative really on this show. Really so liked like, this. Ooh, this show. There were so many moments in there that I just was like, oh, oh. So then I start to explain it to my wife, and she's <laughs> like, I don't. Okay, that's cool. This is like. I'm sorry. You got to know that this is cool because of this other thing. Uh, there's a lot to talk about with the end of this season, but I would like to say we should all take a victory lap. I think Lauren, if he's listening, uh, should also take a victory lap on saying that we thought Grogu would, would not uh, participate in season three. Given, given where we thought the story was going, I think we consensus on Lauren's podcast that that would that would probably be the end of Grogu this season in a not sad way. <laughs> well, sad, but not sad spoilers for the right last episode <laughs> of the Mandalorian yeah. called. What was it called? The rescue, the rescue. Yes. Um, yeah, man, we did not nail the Jedi. Did we, we didn't. No, and I, think I feel it's... like we all, I feel like we all outthought it. Or overthought it. I think, yeah, I think there was the sense of like, well, it can't be Luke because we wouldn't see Luke again. Right. Right. I thought it was. I mean, I had, I, I think I had shared in some of the group chats, like the, the, um, the photoshops of like Sebastian Stan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. And but it was mostly like a meme, right? It was like, oh, Sebastian right. Stan's going to show up more than it was like, oh, Luke's going to show up. Right. And so there was that thought of like, he could show up. And I think I was talking with some other friends as well. And at, at times it's because we have stuff where we we're so, we're so trained by other media. Like, oh, well, Batman can't show up in this show because there's a moratorium on Batman here. So you can't see him over in this show. Like we right. feel like some media has taught us you have to keep things separate. You can't have, you can't have the big team play in the minor leagues. And like, okay. So we think this, they have this mindset. And they were just like, th- they use that to their advantage to be like, oh, really? That's fine. They, d- they won't even see this coming. And like in our wildest dreams, we were like, this could happen. <laughs> and yeah, it's it could like, be Luke. Yeah. Th- yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy if this happened? Like it, it is. It was crazy. It was amazing. I loved it. From I think the moment- one reason, uh, uh, just to jump in, one reason I discounted Luke personally mm-hmm. was the finality of bringing a Luke in to take Grogu away. It's the end of that story. There's no more in the Mandalorian in, in the Mandalorian specifically 
to say, okay, well then if it's Luke and Grogu goes with Luke, then next season we'll have them come back. It's like, this is the same moment at the end of Rogue One, right? They did the same exact thing. You're going to see Princess Leia, but it's just this much time because this is the end of the story. The story that this story ends here. And so you get your big moment, but your big moment has that bittersweetness to it of like, this is probably the last time you'll see Mark Hamill as Luke. You know what I mean? Like, uh, enjoy what you're seeing kind of thing. Uh, and that's one, like, like a little bit of a personal bias to saying like, oh, I didn't want it to be that. I wanted it to be the thing where we all thought, oh, it could be this character because then we'll see more of it. Right. Like if it was yeah. Ezra, if it was even if Ahsoka showed back up and was like, ah, I changed my mind, right? Uh, you would say, okay, well, then, you know, this is a story we get to see more of. But uh, I think it was in the back of your head, you always kind of knew Grogu was done or we were going to have a huge time jump between this season yeah. and, the, and the next. Uh, or I don't or we just have some time without him. He, he departs for a bit and we have a time jump. I think that might be something we see. Um, but there's also so many questions, too, of... It's funny because there's no definitive answer on is, I mean, for those two who stayed all the way through the credits, hopefully you did. Um, if not, pause. If this, not pause, yeah. yeah. Yeah, pause Go back. It, go back. Um, and then um, the final after Before the Hungarian stinger, credits. Yeah, before the Hungarian credits is the the a little tidbit of Boba Fett going back into Jabba's now Bib Fortuna's palace. I can't believe Bib Fortuna shop. made it off the sail barge. <laughs> how, does, how did that happen? Bib, oh, did, did Bib like just jump far enough away from the explosion and then wandered yeah. out of the desert? And then everyone was yep. like, Bib, that's the guy. He's the new crime boss. No other yep. hut came to take over. And there's stories there oh. as well. Kit's got something to say. As soon as that lightsaber got in the air from R2 to Luke. <laughs> Bib just died. He's Bib, like, no. Boba Fett, Boba Fett jumped to one way to jump out to yeah. uh, use his rocket pack to uh-huh. go out and fight Luke. And Bib jumped off the other side <laughs> into, the, into the sand dunes because he's like, I am out. It's one of those things from a different point of like a different uh, camera angle. There's just like this little lifeboat type skiff. that's just like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Bib's got the hammer down. That, that, that Kenner, that Kenner, tiny little one-person skiff. <laughs> hey, if he was oh, smart no, enough to make I'm it not. off the sail barge, some people would follow him. The uh, Jamora, what are the what are the the pig people called? I don't remember their names. Gamorians. Gamorians. Gamorians yeah, Gamorians, and uh, he said Weequay also. So I guess that's just yeah. a thing. That's they just call them by he their just said race. Weequay. It's right. so messed up. <laughs> It's, it makes me more uncomfortable the more it happens to other Weequay. And you're like, yeah. God, no. And it, it, like, Maybe he's saying had, something. Maybe they're saying something. If they hadn't said it in the in the first episode, they said it here. At least you have the like, oh, well, the toy was named Weequay from. And that's yeah. it's hypothetically the same Weequay in there. So it's not the same one back at, in uh, no. Freetown. Yeah. So it's like now it's it's like you've made it that much worse, guys. Like stop. Yeah. Just give it. Give them a name. Hey, Dave. I don't know, <laughs> but make it better. You're hurting me. <laughs> oh man. You gotta wonder if the uh, maybe somebody's making maybe a comment. Just, maybe it's just like a common thing, like um, bro. You know, no. Well, kind Weequay. of. But like you know, bro. you know when somebody, it, when somebody's from another state like if 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 somebody living in california was from texas they might go by tex 
maybe that's just sort of a thing that people do with weak ways. Oh, they're just like, like, hey, Atlanta, get over here. Yeah, right, yeah. I picked, that city, very, for, very I picked that city for a reason. If you can figure out the commentary I'm making. <laughs> oh, man, it's 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 a line I would like them to stop crossing. <laughs> like, like, no, just let's give them a name. Like, you, you know, know, these guys. There's a chance, and it's this big, there's a chance that it's a commentary and that there's a plan here for Hondo Anaka to show up and be like, stop calling my people Weequay. <laughs> Weequay. <laughs> Oh that my would be god! Great. <laughs> How, oh god! I so need Hondo and Naka in the Ahsoka series. Oh my god! I just broke Ken's brain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look man. at his, Look at him. More Hondo I've... and everything. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. The animatronic at Disneyland looked good enough that I would be like, "Yeah, they could do that in in live action." There's no problem there. Well, There's if he's also... in Disneyland, then we know that he made it. So, Rise of the Resistance is the ride that he. No. no, he's on the he's on Smuggler's the Millennium run. Falcon Smuggler's is, Run. Is the Smuggler's Run that? But that's set like that's set like. Chewie's on that ride, Awakens, so right? Yeah. So, so everything that's happening in Batu on Galaxy's Edge, Black Spire's Outpost, is taking place right around the the Last Jedi. That's it's kind of like if you, it's kind of like that's where they've kind of kind of put a pin in it. It's right. So in Han has passed, okay. but. But it's that's, Han has passed, but Leia's still alive. Leia's still that's alive. what I'm trying to go for. So we know Hondo made it that long. We know yeah. he was around in the Clone Wars and a long time before that. If he's and at Batu, it's canon. We know too. he's Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. know he's we know he's around thirty years after Jedi. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. We don't know where because it's because we don't hypothetically I'm trying to think where we saw him last in Rebels, because then that would place him somewhere i don't know he's got to end up in one of these shows because they they're going to and i don't think this is necessarily bad but it's it's the same reason i plotted out which characters would die when in which movies this it will happen but two will be in a show oh yeah on any of the shows that's coming up yeah, but I know, I know they're doing books adventure. and they're doing. It's in lots. It's in Galaxy of Adventures and it's in a lot of other stuff. But in one of these mainline shows soon, you will get all those little areas of Batu at Disneyland. You will get a cinematic version of them because they want people to feel even more in love with those places. They're not performing the way they thought they would. I don't think. Um, I will also mention um, in the opening scene of this, or one of the opening scenes when they go to when Mando. I'm sorry. When Din and Boba go to find uh, Bo Katan and they went her to team, they went. They the I don't know if it's about Batu, but the menu that there that you see in the background, yeah. it mentions Andorian Tipiip. It mentions a bunch of different foods that are available in uh, Batu. Uh, I'm sorry, in uh, Galaxy's Edge, the cantina, the cantina, the, not the cantina, the the one of the food places. Oh, is that there. when they were in the place with Bo Katan? Yeah. Oh, okay. That wasn't possible. And there, it. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Actually, I, I, I don't know if we gave they gave us a location for that, but I do know that the foods that are mentioned there are all like there's I mentioned in Dorian Tip Yip and a couple different things that are, that they have in in Batu. I I didn't get to go a lot before they closed the park, but I am starting to miss it. The more Star Wars we're watching. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. It's, it's yeah, it was good. I've, so, I'm very happy for all those memories. Let's start at the end real quick because then we got to get into the episode. <laughs> uh, is Book of Boba the That's unannounced spinoff that they had been talking about? Because I think 
it was assumed but not confirmed that the unannounced spinoff, a lot of people were like, oh, it'll be Bo-Katan's spinoff, and that'll be about the Mandalorians. But then this showed up, and a lot of people kept saying, oh, it's an unannounced thing that wasn't part of the list. So does this mean that the Mandalorian going forward is going to be, because it definitely seems like it needs to continue to be Bo-Katan and Din's story together, based on the ending of this. And the Boba show is the unannounced Mandalorian spinoff that was pre-known about? Or is, are there three shows now and one of them wasn't even talked about in that book? Of, what What is the sense that you get from this? I can tell you right now there is no clarity. Um, I don't believe there's going to be a, a Bo-Katan show. I, I think either. if they do move forward, it'll, they have the Bo-Katan storyline with Din in his. Well, they have but to because he has the Darksaber. Right, but here the, the the thing that's off right now is that they haven't clarified whether season three of Mandalorian is Din and Bo, or is it just the Book of Boba? And the problem they because they come out at the same. They said December, right. and they've already said Mandalorian right. three is December. Right, and also someone from even someone who works for Lucasfilm put up a tweet saying that they are two different shows. And then deleted said tweet and said that the statements made on my Twitter are not those of Lucasfilm. Oh no! So there is they and I I I don't know if they're necessarily being purposefully um, ambiguous about it, but it is definitely kind of like are like I want to know are we going to get two shows because we but we also know we're going to get Ahsoka that's set during the same time period and also we're I think Rangers is further out, but I do know that that show is also set during that same time period. So are we going to have concurrently filming shows? And as far as I know, as of, I, I want to say earlier today, there's no concrete answer on what the plan is. They haven't I said whether... I would feel like they named it The Book of Boba so that they could make a second show out of it, right? Because, like, wouldn't you just say Mandalorian season... Like, Mandalorian, The Boba Fett. Like, you would brand it, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, hypothetically, it depends on who's doing the storytelling, too. So I yeah, I don't know. Like, like you can have, you know, like you said, the that branding of the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba, that just happens to be season three. Or, yeah. or does, like, where does this all go? Because it's, it's, I think they're, right now, they're being purposely vague, maybe because they don't even know how much time they have to, to have this film and out and in, like, on streaming by, in one year. That's a tough order because even now a lot of production I know I know people in production. I yeah. ostensibly still do that for a living, even though I haven't done Tom that Cruise for a living this year. Hey, do we want to take a Tom Cruise second on the podcast not about Tom Cruise? <laughs> He's in season four. Uh so it's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, a person that is currently out of work in that industry due to the fact that it's too hard to work in that industry currently. Uh, I understand why he's upset. I I know a lot of people are saying you can't you can't say that he's right because of X Y Z reasons because of Scientology or whatever you want, and you should probably be nicer to people overall. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can find a way to talk to people instead of screaming. I hear all of these things. But on my personal little soapbox right here, don't screw it up for the rest of us. Yeah, I think some this, of us would like to get back to work. The statement that you had at the beginning is is you understand why he's reasonably upset. His maybe his execution is in question, yeah. and that's fine. But the the core of why he's upset is a is a fair and valid point. 
his execution is what's the big is comes into the biggest question because to you can't argue that he's like he's trying to maintain a certain level of professionalism so that people can maintain financial security and yeah. that that's that 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 part is understandable the execution is where you you call into question what where those variables are but as far as like what he's trying to say the overall statement is hey act professionally because we don't want to get shut down this is not just your job it's everyone's job here yeah so uh, right anyway how, how many times how many times with people who are not famous who work at a bar has somebody who's you know at the front of the bar who's supposed to be checking IDs, not paid close enough attention and let in a bunch of underage people that then gets the bar shut down for everybody else. Yeah. And some bartender or some waiter has then yelled at that person because they're tired of it and they don't want the bar to get shut down because they're letting in underage people. Right. It's, it's that a, a lot of it is just like, I, I know I personally uh, have, have been in places where professionally people will get into arguments and will start yelling at each other. Yeah. And, uh, I think but we all have typically, yeah, typically those are not videotaped, right? You're right. not yeah, sure. surrounded by people with cell phones who are going to videotape that and put them on YouTube. And even if they did, like, nobody's going to care if I get videotaped yelling at somebody. You know, I've, had people, YouTube, I've but... had people far less important than Tom Cruise scream at me. Yeah. In a job. Right. And yeah, I, you have you kids, know. that's kind of... No. Oh, yeah, you got a good point. <laughs> no, Dad! Stop screaming at me, this is my job! What I'm here for. Stay still, let me get the diaper on you! Uh, oh, man, yeah, okay, so well, that, uh, sorry. I, I, I'm i glad we are not so. uh, clear, clear at all. So, uh, let's talk about this episode, because I think I might be in love with it. Like literally, I think this okay. might be the well, best. Why don't you start? Best episode of start? this show. Um, tangent number one. Stop. I don't know why I look at the internet anymore. Mm, yeah. Who? Why are people mm. whining about how he painted his armor, Ken? Oh, <laughs> I because because people want to complain about Leku because people want to. I, I okay. I shouldn't say. Le- want to because that's also dismissive of their emotions um and i shouldn't even say the way way i said that but they people can find something that sticks in their craw and for whatever reason that becomes a hill they want to die on and i don't understand i i can understand having qualms i have little qualms too but there's times where i'm like the importance of that versus the storytelling and the execution are far more important than the fact that uh, her lo- leku are too short or he took time to paint his armor before they went on the next mission like well what, and even like, even then even then the complaint wasn't even that he painted his armor oh it looks like somebody did it with a spray can who what do you, what do you mean it looks like somebody did it with a spray can they probably did do it with a spray can and secondly <laughs> what does boba fett got on his ship that would make it look any better than you like what is he going to spend time to professionally line it all out with a paintbrush and like air airbrush it and then like like I'm for pinstriping pinstripe it planes. yeah like what, what? <laughs> <laughs> the man is a professional bounty hunter he sprayed his armor green again to make it look better like what what are you complaining about seriously yeah, I sorry he wants to 
No, it's okay. I, I felt, and I felt, I don't know if we covered this last time because it was in the last episode too, but he wanted to, he's, he, the, the, the mindset of that I get from that is that he's, he's making, he's making it clear to anyone who sees him like, oh shit, Boba's back. Like this Boba's is Boba's back, baby. Like it's very clear from his armor that that's Boba Fett. Given he didn't take the time before, but given five years without it, maybe he appreciates it more now. Like yeah. he's like, okay. Take care of his armor again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's definitely that like you could attribute a little bit of, of his connection to Din now. Right. Obviously they go their separate ways at the end of this, uh, very clearly. (laughs) Do they? I would think so. You'd think that, but we have no idea. They said they were sticking. Okay. Well, an elevator closing. So they said they were sticking with him. No, we don't end on that. You see him in Jabba's palace and Din's not there. Oh, okay. That's fair. I'm I'm thinking of them ending. That's fair. I, I it's funny because my brain, like that's an after credit scene. So like my brain cut that off and set it over, set it aside. Oh, and, like you're I used to Marvel that, after credit scenes that are totally not related to anything. Well, that and also that they're just like the I because I've rewatched that last bit ten minutes like again and again and again. But I stopped the rewatch of that when they when the elevator doors close because that's where that's where this the episode quote unquote ends and that's okay. my brain I'm like okay I'm good so I would sorry, say that right. this is a canon ending to that show is Boba Fett's oh, yeah. entry into Jabba's palace Absolutely. and so you would say Din's not there they agreed to help him get the baby they did more than they were asked to do when they fought a bunch of dark troopers and all that sort of stuff although Boba didn't really do as much he got to jump away to hyperspace and not come back. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so anyway, I guess uh, we open what we open on Boba and Din rounding up crew, right? Yep. Is that how that's getting show? together? Yeah. yeah, the Magnificent Six, which is like, yes. all right, so close. So is Grogu? Oh well, I mean, I guess if you're counting, if count you're counting Luke, Grogu. No, I think you count Grogu. Oh, Grogu. Okay, that's fine. Right? It's, that's seven. he didn't do anything. He's just, I don't know, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. it's funny though because my list that I made, I'm like, okay, so you swap out, um, you swap out, uh, oh, Ahsoka for Luke, and that that setup was pretty strong, except pretty close. for like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so they've already got Kara, they've already mm-hmm. got Boba, and they've already got Fennec, and you got mm-hmm. Din, and they show up because they need a little bit more help. And he already knows that uh, that Bo wants stuff, right? The light cruiser or whatever. So they go to get yeah, Bo-Katan. Yeah, she's light cruisers, yeah. And uh, I guess the original bid is that he knows where Moff Gideon is, or is it that he has a light cruiser? Because I don't know that Din it's... had a great perception that that she wanted the Darksaber. Am I incorrect? No. I, I feel that's because essentially he's like, we need help. And she's like, we're not mercenaries. And he's like, you can take the light cruiser once we're done with it. Like, we don't need this. Like, yeah. that was the, uh, like, that's the way I read it. Um, Kit, did you get the same feeling or? Well, so now that we're talking, I didn't think about this until we were starting to talk about it. But I don't think Din knows that he has the Darksaber until he opens the the jail door. Right. I think that that uh, whether he knows that the dark saber exists or not, I don't think that he knows. Did I don't Bo think not mention it at all? It. She said he no. has something I want. Right? He needs to surrender to me. Yeah. Yeah, I think she says something like that, but I don't. I don't know if he even knows what the dark saber is, let alone. No, he doesn't. That Gideon has it. Right. Like he, we know the 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 because he's shown it on the show a lot, but not 
not when Din's right. around. So, and she very specifically dances around. He needs to surrender to me, not to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Because of the dark saber and its history and all that sort of stuff. Although, how did Sabine give it to Bo? We do you want to do we want to talk about that later or talk about it now? Yeah, let's talk about, we talk about it later. Oh, oh, you want to talk about it now? Oh. I, I think that that that's an important point that we should probably go over now. Okay, so okay. so so Bo, her ultimate motivation here is to get the dark saber back. And so she's going to accept Din's offer after a really great scene that I would still want to talk about. But Sabine gave it to Bo and Bo lost it to Gideon and Gideon talks about that later. How did wait, Sab- wait. so so let's Ken, can you go from from pre-Vizsla Clone Wars and just do where the how we got to Gideon with the the dark saber? Cuz uh yeah. many people probably have not watched all of that stuff and I have forgotten it. Yeah, so there's so essentially we start. We'll pick up where I guess if, if Previsla he has it, um, and he I'm forget I forget how he even gets it now that I think about it, but he ends up losing it to Darth Maul. Darth Maul then takes that <clears throat> and uses it to to rule Mandalore in quotations through puppet people at first through Previsla and through a couple different uh, individuals, and then I guess he would he technically loses it to a degree to uh ahsoka tano because he did he gets defeated by her uh he but he does have it when he's taken to when he's taken off world uh then he eventually does try to come back and he keeps it in like a you know under a bridge wherever he's living on some planet that's where sabine finds it takes it right uh at one so then sabine has it and she's kind of she learns to use it from um from Kanan Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus. She's trained to use it. Um, she actually ends up getting it taken away from her by, I want to say, another Vizsla uh, during Rebels. And they he takes it and she uses... Um, what's his, the... Uh, sorry, what? Ezra, thank you. Ezra, Ezra's lightsaber to battle this uh, other Mandalorian... Who had who took the dark saber from her when she was disarmed or something? She fights him and then she takes it back. Later on, she hands it over to Bo-Katan, saying, "No, you are tr- you are our true leader, due to your lineage connecting to both both your fighting acumen and also to your connection with your sister, the former Duchess Satine." Right, because Bo-Katan's t- name is Kreese and Satine's name is Kreese, because they don't yes. keep going. They don't tell you that. Yeah, but she, and so, so my memory was this. Sabine handed it off. Yes, she did. So, so why can't the, Din hand it off? Some of the speculation is that due to the due to her being handed the the dark saber, her rule was not without question, and so through the continued civil war on Mandalore, and then the eventual siege and uh, decimation of Mandalore. That was some can view that as the reason why we lost Mandalore was because we didn't have a true leader at our uh in possession of the Darksaber. She was handed it, so she didn't her rule was not sanctioned by the by the by the rule of law or however you want to call it, however their creeds are, however they they see that position. She they people can use it to say that she's an illegitimate leader and that, that holding that was illegitimate, hence why we lost. They could have lost for a number of reasons. Also, who would know though? That, like Sabine was the only one there. That's, I mean, that's 
but if you were if your rule of law is just like i mean if you think about during like feudal laws like oh it's the rule of succession so no matter what even if your firstborn is a daughter and she's far more you know far more adept at ruling it goes to the rule says that it goes to your son even if he's inept so it's the same kind of thing of like saying well it's an illegitimate rule so we sh- that that's why we lost where in reality it's and we don't even know how they lost and that's another thing people are saying like oh that moff gideon took it from Sabine, or I'm sorry, took it from Bo-Katan. We don't know how it happened. It could have been that they got bombed, She like it got dropped, and then he found it afterwards. Like, oh, look at this, I got a sword, ha-ha. Like, we have no idea how he gained the saber. And to say that, oh, she lost it to him, thus why he's a true holder of it, like, maybe that's what happened, but we have no idea. We don't. We haven't seen that in any media. Um, so part of the part of the idea that most people are working with is, she wants to retake the saber in a fully legitimate way so that there's without question she is the rightful ruler of mandalore so that there's no kind of like uh but technically you didn't do this it's like i did this now i'm going to take it by the rules of combat hmm. if she handed it once again she's like oh they just handed you the presidency you didn't you didn't really earn it and it's that kind of that kind of mindset that she's trying to cuz you see her look at it and she's conflicted she's like do I just take it? Like I, but she wants to, and Gideon's there goading her, and also there's still her her partner that I forget her name. I don't think we got it in the show, but I think you do, but it's not clear yeah, who it it's is. It's really quickly offhand. I know that it's like it's it's Sabrina, something. She's a she's a uh, wrestler. She's WWE. Oh, Sasha Banks. Yeah. Sasha Banks. Yeah, that's her. That's her wrestling name is Sasha Banks. Yeah. Is she Thank a good you. wrestler? Yeah. Yes, she's one of their top oh. their top uh, wrestlers. Cool. Yeah, Costa, I'm glad Costa I'm... Reeves. I'm glad that people come across and and can change their careers and stuff like that. It's good for them. Yeah, yeah. And so with with even with Casca there, only was someone one of one of her lieutenants. She still feels that she needs to maintain the rule of law so that it's without question that she's the leader. Which I'm really like, can't you just have a duel and if you win, he gives it? Like, but again, it, it's the idea of maintaining. That's why he said, "I yield." Right? I yield. Okay, you yeah. won. We fought, and I I I lost. Here you go. It's yeah, but it's it's not enough because she part of her part of her as it's kind of funny because maybe that's also a do a a mirroring there is as much as Din had certain beliefs and he's like no you're not you're not Mandalorian you took off your helmet and she's like you don't know what you're talking about Mandalorians can do that whenever very similar she's now like oh I have to keep to the creed of of taking the saber by by force I have to take it I have to win it in combat and it's kind of an interesting thing there where she's now torn where she has to to rightfully take over Mandalore and take the dark saber she has to win it by combat that's at least the that's that's where i think we are landing and where her struggle is right now and what does that mean for din what does that mean for her and din and what does that mean for the retaking of mandalore yeah i mean that's and that's why you land on that the mandalorian season three can't leave all these characters off on another show like like it doesn't make any sense that it would and so you kind of have to say okay well then the next story is clearly moving along he has nothing left in his clan his clan is now a clan of one right um and so what he's taken off his helmet we'll get to all that at the end but like it leaves the question what you just said of wait 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 wait. let's let's just go back yeah sure his clan is not a clan of one his kid is off at boarding school. That does not mean that they're not still family. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> How old will Grogu be if uh, The Last Jedi remains canon 
when okay. he is murdered by Ben Solo. He'd be like 75, 80. Is that old enough to escape or do we have to start telling people? So I'm sorry that movie you like, The Last Jedi, uh, murders Grogu. So I hope you like your movie still. Here's Okay, so Grogu made it out of the Jedi Temple during Order 66. He can make it out of a little school temple. Like they were talking, we're talking about like, oh, there's an army of people. There's an army of clones and one master level Jedi. Not actually master, but a master level uh, Jedi <laughs> <laughs> destroy. Important plot point. Yeah, important <laughs> plot point. Uh, destroying the the Jedi Temple, or you have this little punk upstart trust fund kid who decides that he wants to destroy the new Jedi Temple, and you it's like I've been one. I've been through this before. I'm I'm smarter now. I'm older. I'm stronger now. I'm out of here. Let's 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 book it. That's just one aspect. Two, we don't know that in the thirty hypothetical thirty years, or I guess it's twenty five if you put the time frame. Twenty five years later, he's then. I guess he'd be seventy five at this age because it's if we're five years after Return of the Jedi, and then it's thirty years between Return and Force Awakens. So somewhere in there is when that when the the temple the new academy fell. At some point in there, he could have been like, oh, you know, I, I, I've learned, I've mastered the techniques I need to, but I don't want to follow down this path. I'm going to leave and go back to Din. He could have done that. He could have decided to take that step. We don't know. And so to, to infer that he had to have been at the temple and died, I think is not true. And, and they can still keep, I don't know why, we need to dispel the idea that, oh, we need to take away the canonicity of The Last Jedi just because some of it's not our favorite thing. Yeah, they're um, not gonna they're not gonna make Last Jedi not canon. Uh, but also, like, I just want to remind you that as soon as the Clone Wars came out, everyone immediately said, "Why is Ahsoka? What happens to Ahsoka? Ahsoka has to die in Order sixty six, which did not happen. So, uh, and uh, so there's lots of ways that they could get around Grogu being uh, murdered Grogu, by Ben yeah. Solo. Right, or joining Ben Solo and becoming a Knight of Ren, a tiny Knight of Ren. A tiny little Knight of Ren. He's a Mandalorian and a Knight of Ren. I'd rather That's he awesome. die, let me just say out loud. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, so we also see, we do see partially uh, Ben destroying the new Academy in his comic. Um, and there's a little bit of unreliable narrator in some of the stuff we see in The Last Jedi. Of like, oh, he destroyed the temple. Okay, so the the idea is like he destroyed the temple and all those in it, but how many people were actually still in it at the time he was destroyed? Who could have gotten out? And also we see that he there's some other check out the comics, but there's also some events that happen there that he still faces off with after the temple's burned down. Some of the other uh, Padawans come out like, what happened? Like they come back from a mission or whatever, and they're like, and he's like, I'm out of here. He's like, they chase him down. They they continue on that chase of like, you you have to answer us. Like you're we have, we're gonna hold you accountable to this. So. It's not just like, oh, he just like, boom, hit a bomb, killed everybody inside, or even Order Six, even Order 66, you had to have an army of clones to sweep out the the Jedi Academy. You couldn't just be like, I got this, boom. It's one dude now. So the idea that no one could have escaped, I mean, Luke said that, but also, is he a reliable narrator? Is he saying that because he doesn't want, in, he's trying to dispel, I was about to say Daisy Ridley, but Ray saying like, <clears throat> and they all died. It's like, did they die or did they leave? Did they run away? Like, are you just trying to to push her away so she doesn't try and go down this path? Is he just trying to give her like, no, don't go down this path. Everyone dies this path. And 
I don't know. Again, where where do you what uh, where there's always opportunities for, for you to find a new path in there if you want to to be like, oh well yeah they killed all the Jedi but Ahsoka wasn't a Jedi so that's why she didn't get ordered yeah like she snuck out the back door like there's lots of little story ways you can build you know build a story around like oh well Grogu was down at the lake getting water when all that stuff happened and he came back he's like oh nope not doing this again how can the same shit happen to the same guy twice <laughs> My, that was your one of my it, it was my meme yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite moments from this show happens uh after Bo seems to think that she wants to help uh she makes a comment about mercenaries and bounty hunters and motions at Boba Fett who then speaks and she says you're no Mandalorian you're a disgrace to that armor and of course, I got very excited at this point in time because I knew what she meant was, you're a clone. I know you're a clone. I've heard your voice before. And so I mentioned this out loud and it took, you know, another 40 seconds of the show before she goes, I've heard your voice a thousand times. Uh, but that moment of connecting two things, two things get connected. One, Clone Wars fans get to go, oh my God, yes, she knows he's a clone. You know, uh, because she would, of course, know he's a clone. And then the second is is hearkening all the way back to the beginning of the season when when Din has first met Bo. And he she takes her helmet off and he says a very similar thing, like, you're not Mandalorian. Right. Like, because he doesn't know that she's of a different creed of Mandalorian or whatever. We Din has gone on the journey of I'm a I'm in a cult and I don't know it. <laughs> I can't take my helmet off, and so you're not a Mandalorian because you don't follow my ways. To in the believer taking his helmet off and creating a different way to not show his face, and then showing his face to get through that mission. To accepting Boba Fett as a foundling, even though he's technically a clone of somebody else. And so he's, you know, with Cobb Vanth and all these things, you saw Cobb at the very beginning. The The rule is absolute. You are not Mandalorian and I will take this armor from you. You are not Mandalorian because you take your helmet off. Well, I accept that maybe I have different beliefs than you. Boba Fett's now Mandalorian because he's foundling. I've taken my helmet off and therefore the rules must expand to now we've, he's come full circle to accepting all these other ways of being Mandalorian and Bo-Katan comes right back out with, well, you're, you aren't Mandalorian, you know, to what we assume is Jango Fett's son clone or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I'm it's a really, we... I think, a really cool book ending uh, to what comes later in this episode. Uh, you kind of get the full, the the, the idea that this this character arc of becoming a true not cult Mandalorian. And I think that means a lot in what some people might have assumed the show would be like, Oh, well we'll get the armorer back at some point and uh, he'll rebuild his, his tribe or all these other things. I don't think that, that that's the way this show was going to head. Now you can see they're trying to build a different character out of him. I think a lot. Uh, yeah. And I think too. I mean, there's there's lots of different metaphors you can be using with the 
with the because it's like definitely we 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 relate it a lot to a religion. You could also relate it to certain certain types of fans of Star Wars. Like, oh, you're not a true fan of Star Wars because you don't do X. It's like I'm like this has been like I've this is my grandfather. This is my father's armor. Like it's this is how I was introduced to it, and I'm still a fan. And there's so many people who are like, oh, there's people who hate on the Mandalorian and saying like, oh, it's not true Star Wars because uh, George Lucas didn't write it. And you're just like, I don't know, I don't know what you think is a small little box that Star Wars can be, and you have it has to stay within that little box. And Star Wars fandom can be so many things. And the way people are, are I, I can't believe that I see people shitting on Mandalorian, and I'm like, it's so fun and good, and and there's. I don't know where this negativity comes from, and that this is just another metaphor you can place on top of the, you know, you're not a true Mandalorian, you're not a true fan. It's like, oh, well, I see it this way. Then even at the end, someone who is like the the tried and true, she is, she lived on Mandalore, she has armor from her father, she's still throwing that out to check other people, and you're just like, wow, like that's like like you said, like there's there's a moment too where he even says, this is my father's armor. And yeah, he's this like, this is my father's yeah. armor. No, it's your donor's armor, is what she says. Yeah. I'm really curious Which too from great. that. It's like, a great, first of all, it's a great line. No, it's your donor's armor. And so if you know, you know, right? Like, yeah. I think Katie eventually or, got it that it was, oh, because he's a clone. You know, I had explained the whole remember in episode. Oh, you don't have to know Clone Wars to know that Bo knows it but like if you remember episode two boba's a clone of Django. oh i get it so she knows all the clones yeah so she knows his voice because there's lots of clones of him um but like even that line stick stuck out as like oh man what a dig no it's your donor's armor (laughs) i'm curious deep but yeah you're right you're absolutely right like someone who truly believes that they are mando mandalore right Bo knows she is mandalore and therefore she digs at din early in the show and says ah you're kind of like oh you're one of those guys all right well acceptable you know you you should join my quest for mandalore you'll learn more about yourself to then be presented with another ostensibly mandalorian even though he's a clone yeah and to say ah it's unacceptable when she was willing to accept somebody like din you know. I'm curious if we ever find out if there's some history between Bo and Boba because there's there's a lot of time periods where they can be going around the world or around the universe. She didn't seem to recognize him directly. Maybe not. I mean, he his armor is his armor is very specific as opposed to like most of the other. I mean, most of the other clones wouldn't pick up Mandalorian armor and go down that path. At least as far as what we've seen in canon. Like there's not like otherwise they're just there. You'd have hypothetically generations of Mandalorians who are just like, oh, yeah, well, genetically you're Mandalorian. So I'm allowed to wear the armor and get armor and do X, Y, Z. Well, they don't know they are. Like, and also they're they're, But the clones aren't hardly ever. I mean, there's a few that took out their inhibitors that are still alive. But, yeah, you know, a lot of them well, know themselves as clone troopers and Boba was raised right. by a Mandalorian. So I don't think that they would be like. Well, I'm done being a clone trooper, and so now I'm gonna go track down some Mandalorian armor. Like they don't have that memory. That's that what they, I'm saying. That that yeah. that is that he he's unique in that way that he would that he has Mandalorian armor. So I would imagine in all the travels he has a, as a bounty hunter, and she's had in the fall of Mandalore, and then essentially trying to recover and then take it back. I can't imagine they haven't at least heard of each other. I wonder if she knows that this is Boba or if she knows that Boba, she knows that he's a clone, but 
does she know the closer like does she just think that he's a clone who took up armor or does she think that he's specifically this one bounty hunters that's been going around in Django's armor and it also ties back to the whole when when uh Kenobi asks the one of the advisors like oh what what about Django Fett he's a Mandalorian he's like no he's a thief and we talked about this is like did the true Mandalorian see Django as a thief when really just that he's he's from a different sect and a different belief system than the the mainstream Mandalorian. So is that also part of her rejection of Django and being like, well, you're from this other cast. Like, we don't count you. So what, is this, what does that all mean down the line? It, it's something that could be explored. I don't think we shouted it out at the beginning of this, but uh, RIP to Jeremy Bullock, who played uh, Boba Fett originally passed away this last week right right as the show ended which is kind yeah. of sad odd coincidence yeah yeah uh that means darth vader and boba fett in one year within kind of like within a months month. yeah. yeah yeah you know maybe that's why boba fett was notoriously a, the quiet guy he didn't talk very much because he didn't want people to hear oh you you got the clone voice you know like he, he never talked he had what three lines in all of the original yeah. Star Wars, he didn't really talk. Um, you know, or I, he could just be doing it to be cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting take. Like that, he 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 didn't want to put out there what he he liked being mysterious, but also that like, he didn't want to remind I mean, people that he's that there were clones and he's a lot he's of people in the clone. Empire would recognize his voice because they would have worked alongside clones. But you know, maybe outside of that, he wouldn't want to remind people. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's like it's kind of like the fan theory where like, oh, did did Anakin slash Darth Vader hire Boba Fett a lot because he because he likes to hear his voice? Yeah, he's like, oh, Rex is back. You sound like Rex, buddy. Like it's it's one of the things like, oh, interesting. That's a that's a really good point of like, did he speak to hide his voice? Because he's just like you're just. But then I mean, eventually, I don't know. The world, the universe is weird considering we go in the what span of like less than twenty years. We go from a Jedi in every corner to the, nobody to, knows what a jedi is anymore yeah is it so it's like where does I that chalk that up a lot to a lot of star wars original star wars seems to take place in the outer reaches outer we don't really yeah. go to coruscant until like mid prequel trilogy is like oh let's get into the interior politics and so yeah, people on Tatooine saw a Jedi one time when they came to take that kid away, and it was kind of a weird story that my mom told me. But uh, I don't know. Laser swords? What are those? It yeah. seems to be a lot of people's reaction to uh, to Jedi back when you know Star Wars starts, right? Like, no one's even heard of one. So yeah. I, you could chalk that up to being in the Outer Rim a little bit, I think. Yeah, that's and that's, that's totally fair. I mean, it's, if you think about how how news traveled i mean here even here and in, in just one, on one planet as opposed to an entire galaxy like things like you don't necessarily hear about like the uh, i mean think about like oh why do we use why do we say hang up the phone it's because oh you used to actually physically hang up a phone and that was less than 20 years ago like people yeah. you don't think about that Ted, the way time can easily erase certain things if it's not it's kind know. of funny because 15 years ago even 10 years ago, you would have thought 
Well, they're in this gigantic, massive galaxy. They must have some very efficient communication systems. So I don't understand how one person in one place can't know something else in some other place. They'd have lots of ways to communicate and and blah, blah, blah. And you, your mind would race about like, this isn't realistic because you'd have to be able to communicate. And now uh, in the age of Twitter, you'd be like, yeah, they might be able to communicate quickly, but you'd never get the truth from one end of the galaxy to the other. Like that was the other game of, of telephone between planets, you know, would never well, uh, part of it. Too, never the emperor, the emperor who controls the government is like, oh no, the the Jedi were all the Jedi. At first, it's like, oh, the Jedi betrayed us. Then eventually, it's becoming just like, let's wipe away the history of the Jedi. And at some point, you just people are saying, oh, the world's flat, and you're like, how can you believe the world is flat? And yet here we are, and <laughs> I. I that was laughed at as a kid. You'd be like, how can you not believe this makes no sense? And here we are 2020 people are like, no, no flat earth. That's, it's a real thing. Like, no, like the, it's a real enough thing. People are shooting themselves up in rockets to prove it. Yeah. To prove it. And then, yeah. So All right. mis- disinformation goes just as far as real information. So let's get back on track. Kit, <laughs> take us through the plan and how they get there. They so Bo joins the group the crew when she's like, Oh, you know where Gideon is. And then uh then they make a plan. Yes. Uh so uh Bobo will pretend to for, first they steal the shuttle. Oh that's right, they, the, they the, grab the, the shuttle. shuttle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the doctor uh, with the that doctor looks, on it. Yeah. Like he and a real true believer. Why did he tri- why did he betray them and tell everything to the he just wanted to live? Like what? I think he knew. I mean, look at the way he was treated by the original imperial imperial guy. I don't try to remember what it, he had a title, but it's you know, um, oh god, the actor. I can't think of his name. Suddenly, Max Vancito. Max, no, not Max Vancito. I can't remember who was no, it. The, not, not, no, it's no. not Max because Max is in. My, uh, you're thinking of Max von Sado? Yeah, but that's that's Who's he's in, in Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. No, but like the. Um, the Imperial who was like, oh, you know, let me see the child. Like, let's let's get him. Like, we can take him alive or dead. Either's fine. And he's like, no, he should be alive. Like, he was not. He was one of the, like, I mean, he's he's a Nazi scientist that we would eventually allow onto our payroll because America wanted a better hydrogen bomb. Like, that's the that's who he is. He's not necessarily, he just wants to survive. But he's also like, how do I, I don't know. I will I will go had a name. Yeah, it just says the client on IMDb. Client, it's Werner yeah, Herzog's Werner Herzog, but I was trying to remember Werner his Herzog, thank you. Yeah, yeah, but Dr. Pershing wanted to... He wanted to live, and he, oh he was tired of working for the... He's tired of working for the Empire. He didn't okay. really enjoy it. Yeah, I believed it. I, it seemed believable. Okay, so they, they, what, what, they get the shuttle kit. Uh, the plan is they're going to pretend to be just the regular shuttle. Bubba's going to chase him. He's going to shoot him down. Or he's going to pr- pretend to shoot them down. Uh, so that it's more believable, they are going to crash land in Gideon's um, uh, ship, and then the the two Mandalorians and Kara and um, Fennec are going to go out and cause a disruption, so that Din can go and free Grogu. He's got an important job on the way. Yeah, because I mean, we're 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 going over the the one of the middle parts too. 
uh, they they talk to Doctor Pershing and he mentions, "Hey, there's also the Dark Troopers on this yeah, ship too." Yeah, I was like, "Yes, normally it would be full of people." Oh, yeah, but we just have it is a skeleton crew, but there are the Dark Troopers, and I love that he's, he names checked that they're these are version three, like you know that these are the versions that are completely take out the human element. We made Cylons, and they decided that this is the best way to go, and they're like, "Okay, well, you need to take them out on the way to getting Grogu." And it's it, my one of my little complaints. I'm jumping back and forth here. Is that when he gets out of the ship, he just kind of lackadaisically starts walking that way. Like it reminds me of the middle episode where they're where they're at the cloning facility or that that lava cloning facility or whatever you want to call it. The, and sometimes they have no sense of urgency. Like doesn't feel like they're rushing to get anywhere. They're just like, let's just take a leisurely walk. Let's just okay, I'm gonna go over here now. Like no, like run a bit. It's probably harder in the armor, I guess. But, yeah. like, give me a sense that you're trying to get there in a timely manner. Like, give me something. Fair. Um, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and he's, I, I do like the, as they're, a, when they're, tr- oh, just go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Kit should tell us as a Gideon expert now. Uh, <laughs> they they execute this plan. Boba shoots towards them. They they crash land the shuttle into the shuttle bay. Uh, it was really cool. Ties. Yeah, they launched some ties out. It was really cool uh, to see Slave One's guns flip around, do the thing yeah. that they're supposed to do, um, and blow up ties and then jump to hyperspace. Also, did you catch that he called hyperspace jump space? No, I did not. Boba called hyperspace jump space. Hmm. Well, they'll fix that in post by yeah. next Friday. <laughs> Just like they took out the guy with the t-shirt. Poor so, t-shirt guy. Yeah. Poor t-shirt guy. Erased from history. Yeah. And then somebody like the had the gall to point out that he also existed in, in Raiders, so he'll probably get gra- axed from there, too. <laughs> Did you guys see the, the shot of the helicopter in um, uh, the, the episode where they're on the mountain, where Grogu's, uh, where they're outside, and they're, they're like, actually filming outside, and they're... There's a helicopter? Grogu's like... In one of the shots, somebody like zoomed way in, and you can just way off in the distance. You can see kind of like <laughs> what looks like a helicopter off in the distance. So that's funny. But, yeah, definitely not as um, noticeable. Not as noticeable. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, not as you didn't funny. have to look as hard to see Morai. Yeah, um, but yeah, and also I think we should note that that was a really rough landing for Starbuck. Like I don't know. Yeah, she didn't do she, a great she job. She clearly has not been. Mm-hmm. She left some divots in that. In yeah. that uh, in that floor, the chief's gonna be mad. Yeah, she really wrecked the flight deck. <laughs> I don't know how you can emergency land anything else for a while. They don't. That's you know what the problem is? They don't have the magnetic flight deck like the Galactica. They need to be able yeah. to slam down and then slide. <laughs> that was. The, I thought that was a kind of a cool touch. Is that they were that their first thing was they're gonna set out ties to intercept the boba and they're like well no we have to keep coming in so part of it was too was to block the shoot so that they couldn't send out more ties yeah yeah i'm like oh that's that's really good because then that essentially gives boba the yeah a couple come out but boba they can then jump away yeah safer i like so. the you see how the mechanisms for launching the ties it seems very efficient it's really cool like a real gun yeah really yeah, cool. yeah. just like it looks just like yeah. yeah but they're like even the claw to grab the ties all this stuff oh speaking of tie fighters uh kit Mm-hmm. Would you like to pronounce our favorite Thai pilot turned Rogue Squadron pilot's name for us so that I get it correct from now on? 
Well, so the way that I have always pronounced it is Selchu. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just by coincidence, like 15 minutes after you and I were chatting, I happened to be listening to another podcast where they were interviewing Michael Stackpole, who is the author who wrote the Rogue Squadron books, where I think is where Tycho originated. I'm not he 100% originated positive in the on comics, that. I think, actually. But so and they asked him, they asked Stackpole how to pronounce it. And he says he pronounces it sell coup. Not okay. sell chew, but um, yeah. And so I, I thought that that was a really weird. Uh, so I grew up reading it a different way. And it's one of those things where when you grow up reading it one way and no one ever corrects you, you just get it stuck in your head. Yeah. And, and uh, so I kept saying cello and, uh, and I'll, I'll work on it. Sell chew, sell coup, <laughs> sell chew. I don't know which one I like better. Yeah. I don't know what of his he's probably not canon at all anymore. I doubt it. Not yet. Yeah. Not, not yet. <laughs> okay. Uh do you, as our resident Gideon expert, I have an opinion, but I want to hear yours first, think that he bought it at all at any point in time? How do you mean? Did, I don't understand what you're asking. So so the plan is in an execution mode. Gideon's on the bridge, things are going off. Did he buy it? Like, did did they trick him? I don't think so. Um, I think initially he had no reason to think that it wasn't the original shuttle. But like, by the time they like crash into the sure into the thing, and he's like, activate the dark troopers now. At that point, he he was onto them. Uh, yeah. Okay. Also, because I I have to imagine, and that's the thing too, because we don't know how close we don't know how he gained the dark saber. We knew though that he 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 got it at some point, and but did he did he did he battle Bo-Katan for? Because why was she the one on the radio? Like yeah you, you, yeah, like anyone else who's like you have. I mean, oh, not Din because obviously Din's voice you don't want to put because he just heard it from the radio from that that broadcast he sent him. But Fennec Shand, like I I wouldn't have known who like has he had run-ins with Fennec Shand? Like why wasn't she there? Um, Cara Dune is also like a, just a, a, a jock trooper. Like there's plenty of other people who could have been on that comm and they put Bo-Katan there. I'm like, hypothetically, he very well could have heard her voice and be like, no, shoot them down. <laughs> just shoot them all down. Yes. Fire, fight somebody fire. That's a good point. Even, even if, uh, even if he did not uh, personally fight her to get the Darksaber. I think that just with with what we know of Moff Gideon, there's a very good chance he would know what Bo-Katan's voice sounded like, considering he knows the entire history of the Darksaber yeah. and all about Mandalore, and he's clearly like a fact nut. Fact guru. The guy yeah. is like... A living encyclopedia. Yeah, and also just like one of definitely one of those chess players where you're like, ah, shoot, he's two moves ahead of me, so I can't ever get ahead of him, so I got to trick him by being two moves further behind than he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of Din's strategy, I think. You, you got to play this like Columbo. He's got to underestimate you and, and yeah. make mistakes because he, he underestimates if you. If I am a bumbling fool... I could bumble my way out of this. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. The plan seems to go off pretty much without a hitch until uh, 
Din has to hand fight a dark trooper. Yeah, which I'm a little surprised. Like, yeah, how yeah, is he was... Boba's helmet dented, but that dark trooper's fist didn't smash flat the helmet? Your best car. That's my best answer. Is that it's? It was pretty clearly shown that that Din got a bunch of pure Beskar, as they say in the beginning. So it is a better... Whereas I think... I think even some of um, the other Mandalor- uh, the other Mandalorians, their their armor isn't as as pure as the... as Din's. Din was just like... They just used the one thing. It's not like an alloy. It's not something else that they've kind of manufactured on the spot when they were... were Beskar was far more rare. Where mm-hmm. they, he, just, he came up on a giant stack of it. And so the armor is like, okay, let's let's make it all out of this. This is what you've earned. This is how our our our, our culvert works. So boom, this is yours. And that also explains too why some of the other Mandos in that first season were upset with him. Like, you shouldn't deserve all this. And like theirs is just like you know a fifty fifty mix or something like that. That'd be my best uh, guess. Okay. I mean, it's impervious to lightsabers, so I guess you can't bend it either. It's impervious to lightsabers, but it's also interesting to see. So when, when the when uh, Ahsoka was using her lightsabers against the spear, th- the spear didn't heat up. The spear didn't. You didn't see that glow, orange glow. The dark saber did still ha- had an effect on it, which maybe shows because we've they've talked before about how the dark saber is different from a standard lightsaber because of the shape of the blades and stuff like that. Does that mean that given enough time, that saber could effectually have an effect on? I mean, it's it it didn't it didn't melt, but it definitely heated up, so it had a, a stronger effect on it. So does that mean the dark saber is stronger than a lightsaber somehow, or like diff- functions differently? We I mean we don't know because it is a different shape, so it does function in a different way. Because you see it at it's one point, bladed, Gideon turns yeah. it, and you see it straight on, and it just looks like a white blade. But you turn it sideways, you see that the dark center part. So yeah. no matter what, it's going to be different. Just on the idea that it's it has. It has different properties, but there's also I never read the original Darksaber novels back from the extended universe, or I should say novel, because it was like one in, in I think it's number two in a trilogy. Um, but they do say that it's the most like when telling the tale of it in Rebels, they say, "Oh, it's the most powerful lightsaber ever created," and it's because it was Mandalore, and that was it could have been hyperbole, but also I think made now becoming more they're going to work in something that it does have other properties because it is so unique. Cool. But that's, yeah. It was cool it to see the dark effect. troopers move. Uh, it was a fun little fight. I think it's tough to talk most, much about the middle part of this episode. Cause it's just action. And a lot of it was cool action. Yeah. But like, Oh, how does, how does a pulse rifle that's energy based jam? I asked that question too. I didn't want to ask yeah. now because I didn't want to sound like an idiot. No, I was, well, th- that was. I just think it's a good point someone brought up, and I'm like, also, she's just like, oh, let me just jam it on the ground here, and I'm like, I'm like, where do you, where's your muzzle control? Like, keep that thing pointed away from people. Like, what I are did you doing? see Fennec does a great move where she swings it and she like ducks. Yeah, she's like, watch yourself. <laughs> I was, I was very like, whoa, what's going on here? I could see if you, I mean, like those early games which aren't canon anymore, you know, sell you on the idea of like Laz packs where you have to like reload those bigger guns with, with packs of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see you could jam, you could try it at like, especially that one had like the double, 
like drum barrel thing that she was trying to put on there. If you if it could jam and not load all the way, but it just seemed like she was shooting it and it just didn't fire. And you're like, uh, what? I don't understand. Explain explain better. Yeah. So yeah, and and of course all the men like then the Fennec, Kara, and uh, the two Mando Mandalorians were awesome. They kicked a lot of ass. Like just destroyed people and like in kind of fun, like visually fun ways. Like they all come like when they get through that one area where there's like I guess like a drop bay, the bridge, and like they the one guy just falls straight through the floor. Cause they, cause they're like, Oh, let's, we'll just wait over here and we'll drop on them. Boom. Got him. That was, that was I was surprised. Not one Wilhelm scream. I'm, I think they've yeah. slowed down on that a bit in the series. Cause they've done it already a few times. And they're kind of like, let's not overuse it. And they've also found a, a few different screams to reuse too. I've, I've heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so then I guess the important part is that Gideon is a very good fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Din is not a great fighter. How yeah. did Din win that fight? I, I think uh, Din's a good hand-to-hand combatant. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's anything just because just because um, Din isn't always like just because Din takes his licks from time to time. I don't he think that that means does. that he is not a highly trained, very effective hand-to-hand combatant. Like okay. we've seen many, many times him be able to take out multiple assailants at the same time fairly efficiently and quickly uh i don't that that we can assume you know are probably not professional it's not like he's taken out you know 10 mandalorian warriors at the same time but sure. like you, you know i mean most people i can't take out like three gangsters trying to all trying to beat me up at the same time like i think we right. can assume that he's a pretty pretty competent hand-to-hand combatant as okay. well yeah and again if he I was think- underestimated then yeah, yeah. The upper hand there, maybe. Uh, and then, you know, we get to the bridge, right? He rescues Grogu, he gets the Darksaber, we get to the bridge. Uh-oh. And then, and then Moff Gideon really gets to shine. Then Gideon and, and becomes the, uh, everyone's real, favorite yeah. character. Yeah, and and boy, does he, does he, yeah, I just, I love the part when he's like, uh, somebody, Kara or somebody knocks him down and, and knocks Moff Gideon down after he told them about the dark saber initially and, and Din's like, here, just take it. I yield. And Moff Gideon's like down on the ground, like, Oh no, it doesn't work that way. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> I've got he's some just like, he's, he's so happy about it. Yeah. He's like, no, no, she's got to kill you now. It's, it's got to work <laughs> this, this way. He's so be happy. The best thing yeah. ever. I'm going to watch you all die. <laughs> he There's just also- has every moment on that bridge where he just keeps somehow getting happier. Like, First of all, he comes in and he's like, oh, oh, I'm defeated. Oh, I'm so much in trouble. Oh, there's the look. She sees that he's got the saber. Yeah. I'm in. And then he hides the gun and he's just like, yes, yes. Uh, this, this is the problem you're going to have to solve. She just can't take it from you. And then the dark troopers are coming back. He's like, oh, oh, you know, you've got a lot of firepower here. You'll probably be okay. Don't worry too much about it. We'll see what happens. Oh wait, no! Yeah. You're all gonna be dead. Yeah. Then he switches tack. Uh, you're all gonna be dead, and I'm gonna be here, and then we'll see what happens. There's a there's one moment too, like that I'm going back. That when he so Din fights the dark the dark trooper is able to defeat him, and finally uses the spear and stuff like that. 
And then he he flushes all the rest of them out. And I'm like, the first thing in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, I see how you're getting rid of them for a moment, but they all have jet boosters. Like we that's we saw that. when we were yeah. in, when we were introduced to them, they had jet boosters. Yeah. So why wouldn't they come back? Um, but I mean, I I'm glad they definitely that was part of the plan too. Is that they're not. That's not part of the, the it's part plan. of the story's plan. Yeah, that's the, that's the story's plan. And so the good part about that is I thought about it for a while. I was like, man, he knew they would have them. So why would you flush them out the airlock? Well, the plan was to be gone by then. Right. And yeah, and they wouldn't have made it back onto the ship. And also, like, what else would you do? They were punching through the blast door anyway. Yeah. So I I, I now find like now I'm in, in my head the the plan that if it had worked, they take the ship, they jump away, and there's just a bunch of just dark troopers dark out troopers there. Troopers in like, space. Oh. They become the – you know what happens to them? They become the Daleks. They eventually all kind of go insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah Gideon – Gideon, uh, I didn't – I didn't dislike Gideon as a character before this, uh, but I didn't have the love, right? Because it's not – don't have the dark side aesthetic very much in my house. Uh but but I get it. I I got why people liked him. He's a cool dark side character to have brought back in. There hasn't been a great one since Tarkin, probably right. Like of just like pure fun evil. In so much as you believe that they can want to be that ambitious and would be willing to have zero scruples about behaving as poorly as they do, right? And so you believe him when he says, well, I don't need the baby anymore. Like, I got the blood. I'm good. Like, uh, it's fine. Let's make a deal. Let's get out of here. And Din's, like, willing to believe him. And, and you as a person are willing to believe him. And then, obviously, he's he's a liar because he's a liar. Yeah. But uh, I, that's, I think, this episode, and this is why I was saying earlier, I think it's one of my favorites. It's one where I really, truly came to appreciate Moff Gideon as a character. And I'm glad I did because it clearly he's not leaving like she knocked him out and didn't kill him clearly he's coming back as another character you know it's not going to be oh well next season thrawn shows up is he's going to be our bad guy for a while i think you know someone will break him out of republic prison pretty yeah readily here going that's what i appreciate too is that he's not infallible like he's not the emperor where it's like oh i've always got a plan i'm super evil never gonna beat me and like i'm gonna come back 30 years from now and be stupid but like that's I, he's it's more believable of a, of a character as opposed to like i don't know because he's he's not infallible he's, he's like, oh you know his plans don't always come to exactly the way he, he wants and he'll adjust from there but still like it's not just like oh i've got 18 plans so no matter what you can't win it's like no i don't need to come back to you 30 years from now and you're still just like Haha, machinations like no he's far better of a character uh, I hate the emperor. Okay. Um, <laughs> to, I think you're supposed to hate the emperor. Right? Just... Um, you hate, you hate the, uh, the deus ex of the emperor is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that they don't, that they don't write Gideon like that. I really He's feel like the like one him. reason that we hate a lot of the deus ex of the emperor is it's not earned. It's just written. It's not earned. I yeah. think Gideon is is definitely becoming an earned villain. As long as you know, I, I think Kit called it actually. It's very clear he's working towards this goal of bringing the Emperor back and creating a high M count and like some sort of clone, right? That is stronger. You know, it's, it's a real question about like, are they going to use that to create? 
I mean, how how many years until Ray would be born? Oh, I I guess at this five years. I mean, let's say she. I, if we think she's like twenty ish around Force Awakens, there's a chance here is- that you're that you're using this stuff to create an embryo that you would then create a ray. Well, I mean, but oh yeah, well, that's also the, the whole rape thing. You also have to take into account that hypothetically she's born to two parents, the Palpatine's son and someone else. And did, were they, was were one of them genetically in, uh, yeah. tampered with? Yeah. I don't know. I, that, but I so, think it called like, well, this is going to tie into the genetics of of the the series. So when you guys when they're at that facility and they look in the tanks, I thought that those were Snoke clones because it, it, they clearly like they at least look like with the the, the head scarring and whatnot. It looks very similar yeah, to me. Did. Is that the the same vibe that you guys got? That, it's the that, vibe I got. I, yeah, you know, I think I had that, that same tank. That, thing. It's, it's not so maybe not so much. I don't know. Maybe it's it's sort of related to figuring out how to bring Palpatine back, but I, I definitely think that that the project that they're working on it, it ends up being related to Snoke, and just based on the fact that when they were in that facility, in those tanks, it, it certainly looked like they had tanks full of Snokes, and then and then plus I, uh, thought, the, I, the, I thought I had the podcast name, and now I got a new one. Well, and then and then Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> he's got the he's got the pickle jar full of Snokes at the end or at the beginning of Rise Another of Skywalker, one. so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So that was that was what I thought that they were going with, and why they were trying to get the the, the genetics to try and get. Because I don't know. I maybe maybe Snoke's a failed clone of Palpatine or something. I, I don't I don't know exactly how it how it works. But that was what I thought when they saw the tanks. When I got when I when I slowed it down and took a closer look on on my on my bigger tv so that i can uh that's also how i noticed that uh cara dune that that wasn't a birthmark on her face that's actually a tattoo of the rebel symbol oh he says cheek. it's the tear because he, he calls route as an alderanian yeah right he's like but he was when i first say, watched that i thought it was just like a mole or a birthmark or something and then oh, and then when i watched it on the bigger tv then i was like oh that's a rebel symbol oh so, i think they talk about uh, it in season one when she says this is for alderaan or something like that Oh, do they? Um, All right, I didn't and and somebody this season who was it this season that was like oh yeah i saw the tear mark because he said you should have blown up with your whole oh, it was the pilot it was the pilot on the uh the shuttle oh, okay. says yeah we you know we should have blown up more than your whole plan do you know how many millions of people were killed on the death star that was a good series we didn't even talk about that exchange between cara dune and that really despicable pilot who's yeah. like you killed just as many people as we did with Alderaan, and I'm glad they did it because you know what I mean. She tries yeah, to make stop, the crack because that, that stopped terrorism. And yeah, that was that's one of those things where it's like people will people will argue that oh no, like they're all good. It's it is at times a matter of point of view. Yeah, the rebel is in the right. Like let's not be wrong about that. But from the clouded minds of the Empire, Alderaan was all tem- uh, was all terrorism. That they're they're all terrorists. So yeah. they were they were collaborators, so it's it's better to be gone with them. And there's that's a, that's due to that polluted mindset that the Empire breeds in. There's a really people. good through line of storytelling there of well, you know, we blew it up because they were terrorists. Well, did you solve the terrorism problem? Or did you lose two Death Stars after that because you created more problem? You know, like 
I don't know that that's the social commentary they're going for, but they definitely hint here at there is a social disconnect between these two sides of who thinks they're in the right. And that pilot definitely is like very adamantly, evilly mentioning like it's, you know, I know I know you're all draining and I'm glad your planet's gone and everybody's dead. You know, my question is, too, is he's like, oh, I was in the Death Star. I'm like, how are you here then? Like, <laughs> like they evacuated it, the Death Star, didn't they? It, I mean, I don't think so. They said it, it, evacuate in our moment of triumph. Why would they do that? Um, no, but the, there's the a second think, one, though. She says, which one? Right. So but the second one they were evacuating because that one was blowing up. I think, it, I think it's were, more... I think it's the 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 uh, Bib Fortuna skiff joke that we have again in the first one. <laughs> He's like, because he says like, "Oh, I was there when we blew up Alderaan." I'm like, "Okay," or maybe he's oh, so he was on the specific. first one. Then he's on the first one. He's like, "Yeah, we blew it up." All right, before we go to this next jump, because they there is time in between the he got transferred that, and then yeah, he, he transferred out. He flew away. He was <laughs> he, he was left behind at Alderaan to do cleanup. Yeah, and then he's that. That's why he's so angry about it too. He's so he's so bitter about it, Alderaan. So then he gets left by he he gets set for cleanup duty, and then he that's where he ends up later on. That's how he's still alive. I think you you also have to accommodate him being a liar. Fair, yeah. Also, just, I want to get I, I want to get a plug in the uh, the the discussion that we're having right now is fleshed out much better in the book Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, which is a terrific book. Um, and, uh, if you read one star Wars book this year, I suggest you read lost stars by Claudia gray, lost stars by Claudia gray. All right. It, it, they have a very good, uh, discussion about this exact, this exact, uh, argument between two different, uh, Imperial, I think they're both officers. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're definitely people in the Imperial, uh, military uh, about this exact issue. Whether it's it was nice one, of which, up that one of which is from Alderaan, one of which is a native Alderanian. Well, and uh, so is Tycho Seltjun, right? He was also an Alderanian, and they blew up his planet, and that's why he's uh, not an Imperial Navy pilot anymore. It's a good reason to defect, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you yeah. did what to my home and all the people that yeah. I know? Like, I don't think that's going to go as well as you think it will with most people. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check out Lost Stars. It is a it's great. It's it's I think it's one of those it's one of the first novels that came out for the new canon and it is one of my favorite reads. Uh, actually I listened to the the audiobook. Definitely recommend that as well because the majority of the Star Wars audiobooks have great uh foley done with them. They have a really good a really good sound set setting cool. in there. So it's like when you're when there's a scene set on the Death Star, you hear the Death Star in the inner workings of it. It's yeah. Lost Stars is great. Claudia Gray is great. She's done other Star Wars stuff as well. Definitely check it out. And then we get to the penultimate moment of the episode. Uh, how do you not... How do you try to convince yourself it's not Luke Skywalker when you see the X-Wing? I don't know, but somehow I did. Like I did it too. I, I'm so, I did I'm it so too. To them, like, I'm, <laughs> I just... I keep thinking that they're going to throw me a curveball. Yeah. And so I keep yeah. waiting for it. Exactly and, like, there's, like, the one X-Wing that shows up. And I'm like, well, that can't possibly be Luke now because that's too obvious. And, like... I don't know why I had these like blinders on. Yeah. yeah, But even, even until, until he came out and I saw the green lightsaber, I was still like, yeah, well, maybe maybe. that's not Luke. Maybe that's just somebody else. Yeah. And I I mean, at some point when he's like, 
even with the hood up with the lightsaber yeah. when he's cutting guys i'm like okay well that has to be luke like yeah. there's I, I can't i can't make this argument anymore but for whatever reason i had these blinders on the whole time where i'm just like no nah, i can't be that it can't be that God, it's, it's got to be something so else good. It's so good. I've got to go back and rewatch it and see if it has the red five markings on it. Cause I couldn't tell in the episode when I was watching it. Um, it's so great. You have, I think if you, unless you have 4k or something, you're, you're not, not going to be able, able to, to tell. I will. Cause I've, I mean, I've rewatched that scene a, a dozen times now. And like we we talk about like, where it's like, Oh, you see it next week. And at first I'm like, Oh, Captain Carson Tiva, my, my favorite new Republic pilot. And then it's when she's like, Oh, it's just one. And I'm like, I grab Ebony's knee and I'm like, oh, shit, are they doing it? No, no, it can't be. I I literally said the words, it can't be, out loud. Out loud. I said, no, it can't be. And And Katie's just sitting there like, well, this is cool. Who's in the (laughs) X-Wing? He comes in so gracefully into the the same section, which, mind you, there is a a Lambda-class ship there that he's still able to pull in past because of his lands and like i'm like this i can't like i can't believe they're doing this and a lot of people have remarked that like oh they see the green lightsaber they're like oh this is ezra and i'm like no ezra, there's no, no there's there was no, no way it was ezra, ezra after the X-wing. x-wing yeah yeah like as soon as i saw the x-wing i'm like i can't believe they're doing this this is gonna be really like, i talked myself I, I was, out of it until i saw the lightsaber light up and then i was like okay yeah and then it's it's then it's just gravy and just amazingness of him. And as, as everyone's talked about, it's very much similar to the Rogue One Vader scene in the hallway of just like, oh, yeah, yeah. watch this. Just swash, 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 swash. So it's interesting because two things about it are really cool. One, it's the Luke Skywalker, I think, that we all grew up into our, you know, teens and stuff. Uh imagining with shadows of the empire and uh return of the jedi that luke skywalker is the one we imagined running around the universe being a total badass right because at that point and he's beaten darth vader he's got his mechanical hand he dresses all in black he's got his really cool green lightsaber he's ditched the old blue one he's not exactly a good jedi he definitely has now walked the line and become a you know, uh, uh, more open to uh, fixing problems. And then, you know, we read the EU books and all that sort of stuff at that point into the old Legends books now of, of how cool that Luke was. And then, you know, he he, he became the, he became the canon Luke of The Last Jedi. And so and th- you, that's you the have thing to live that- with that fact. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing that that I that others who are like, oh, once we got Last Jedi, it ruined it. I didn't say it There's, ruined it. I said he became I, the Luke of the Last Jedi. You take that to I, mean whatever you wanted to me. I'm saying that to everyone out there who might have these feelings. We still have that window where you can have this this Jedi Master level Luke Skywalker, and those stories can still happen, and we can still ha- like they can greenlight a series tomorrow with sebastian stan as opposed to a digital face overlay that doesn't work for me or i think most people as i've as i've discussed interesting oh so lest ye cast stones sir what's the what's the leku problem with his face it's it's not even leku is a matter of he can't emote because the digital masks can't do that like it's not working and it hasn't worked like i still don't think that the leia scene's not great I mean, in story purpose, the Leia scene at the end of Rogue One is is great story wise. 
visually, it takes me out of it. I know at times I have my uh, the way I see things is not always perfect. Like I think that if they when they use Tarkin in Rogue One, he should have just been in reflection against the glass for the scenes that he has. Him turning once he turns, it's it just doesn't work. There's something that's still not there. There's still an uncanny valley for me. I still don't like the scene of Commander Cody with his helmet off handing back a lightsaber to Obi-Wan because his head's floating above the the completely digital uh, suit of a stormtrooper, of a clone trooper. Like, that head is still floating there, whereas it's not attached to a body. It bothers me. So that's me. But I don't appreciate the the digital face mask that they have going on. I want an actor there who can emote and give me the performance I want. And I think that's because of the the lackluster acceptance of Solo that they are hesitant to recast anyone. I think that that didn't go over as well as they had hoped. And now they're really like, well, they were kind of okay with Leia and Tarkin. So let's, let's keep trying to do that. No, recast, recast well. And I'm not saying that, 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 that Alden Ehrenreich, Ehrenreich wasn't good. I'm just saying go with something along those lines, find a good casting and move forward. Cause you ha- I want a younger Luke. Even Mark Hamill has signed, kind of signed off and been like, hey, Sebastian Stan looks a lot like me, doesn't he? Like, he's even accepted it. Let's just move forward and stop trying to do these digital masks that just keep falling short for me. And from what I hear, a fair amount of people feel that it's not 100% there yet. That's, that's And that's my... And again, doesn't take me out story-wise. Everything he says is awesome and great. It just visually, I still see, I still see the seams for me. And so I'm like... Eh, but I still enjoyed all of it. It was still very enjoyable, but I still saw the seams. And that's that's my other that's my only little qualm with all the, with all the Luke of it is that just get just give me someone there who can emote so I can feel those. It feels his 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 face doesn't move in the way that's that we see our faces move when you speak, and so he's less emotive. And I know that you could be like, oh well, he's supposed to be a calm Jedi now. It's like but you still have a certain amount of expression that comes across in the face that we don't get because it is a digital mask of young Luke over Max, jo- Max Lloyd Jones. And it's, and even he looks a little bit like young, uh, young Mark Hamill. And I would, I, not that I, wa- I, I still want Sebastian Stan cause I'm that dude, but yeah, but that's my, my little rant about the digital face masking. So, yeah, I have Still different opinions. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, if you're if you're on, if you think he looks great as if I am not going to say he looks good. great in a face mask, but I do believe that the Luke of that era doesn't need to emote much, and I think just like Rogue One, the amount of time he's on the screen is very little, and the reward for people believing that it's Luke and seeing Luke again for maybe what I said at the beginning of this podcast the last time as Mark Hamill. If, if you're going to do a Luke show in the next five years, recast him and move forward. But I think, yeah, I think seeing him on the screen this last time and, and people seeing him, you know, go off with Grogu that it worked enough. You can always see the seams. I mean, you can see half the costumes in this show, sometimes halfway falling apart because they don't fit right. You know, when they're doing action stuff, if you want to see a seam, you can see it and it's easy to pick on one that is this noticeable because you know that it's not true. And so, yeah, I noticed that his eyes didn't blink correctly. And I noticed that in one moment, his mouth didn't move while he was talking. 
it's easy to see those things, but I think that the story in general was better off for it having been what it was than if it had been Sebastian Stan takes his hood off and a third of people go, who is that? It's, but I, you don't think, no, no, just- I absolutely believe that a third of casual people watching this would be like, so who was that supposed to be? And you would blow your mind up and you'd get very angry and say, how would you not know that it's Luke Skywalker? And they'll be like, well, how would I know it's Luke Skywalker? It didn't look like Luke Skywalker. It didn't look like Luke Skywalker now. It, it definitely looked like Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Come on. It, it looked like Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker. It did. It like, absolutely looked like him. He has not changed at all from the last scene of Return of the Jedi yeah. in five years. Like sure. he's still wearing the same clothes. Yeah. His haircut's the same. That was the I point. I do kind of wish that they would have would have like no. updated him a little no. bit, given him a little bit of stubble. No. Uh, you know, given him a little bit of no. a different haircut, given him a different nope. belt, something. Leave him alone. It looked fine. Yeah, he, he, it did he, exactly he, he, what it was supposed to do. He stepped off the Death Star. Yes, and, I'm sorry. Actually, he no no. Actually, he left Alderaan or uh, Endor. That after the party, and he hasn't washed his clothes. He went to Dagobah. He's been seen. meditating on Dagobah for five on, years. He, okay, he, he washes his clothes. He's his closet's just all full of the same outfit. Yeah, it just he's like, why, <laughs> why waste my time thinking about new clothing? This is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think that people could. I think that you know, I'm curious. I, again, I don't have the same sphere of people to talk to. Was there anyone who you spoke with who didn't recognize who that was supposed to be by the time he got there? Or was I, there were two people that I spoke to that didn't know it was Luke until he took his helmet off or took his hood off. Okay. I mean, okay. That, that's fair. Okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, it, one of them didn't, didn't like one of them said, Oh, I thought it was him when he had the X wing, but then the lightsaber was, you know, this and he was wearing black and I was, I was like, okay. Yeah. And they, so they, they, did the same thing where they were like, okay, well, I thought it was Luke, but then I thought it wasn't Luke until he took his thing off. And and then the other one uh, forgot about the X-Wing, I guess, or whatever. So there's okay. a lot of clues. I don't know. You know, you can make every excuse in the book for like, well, you should have picked it up here and you should have picked it up there. But like there are people that have watched those movies one time and maybe not even finished them and thought – well, I know what Luke Skywalker looks like. He's the guy that wears all the white and he has the blue lightsaber with Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, this Luke Skywalker for a lot of people is the kid on Tatooine for a lot of people. <clears throat> They'd be able to pick him out of a lineup quicker than a hooded version of him with a green lightsaber with gloves on, you know? Yeah. And that's so fair. and so that's my takeaway from why they did what they did and i think it's fine and i think it's good that they did it so that people weren't complaining that you know lloyd what'd you say his name was lloyd something max lloyd jones max lloyd jones how was i supposed to know he's luke skywalker right i mean from all the key indicators that we talked about but okay <laughs> again <laughs> if your doesn't look exactly like the kid on tatooine some people though. didn't get it. He looks it. like a yeah. robot face man. He looks like yeah. he, he looks didn't. Like he looked like a picture. Yeah, but to go back to Andy's point, that's an easy one line fix in the script. He can easily say, like, when he shows up and he takes his hood off, if it's the Sebastian Stan, uh, Din can be like, Who are you? And he can be like, I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here for him. Like, that's an easy 
one line. But it's a fantastic text. version of this where he doesn't say, who are you? I am Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Uh, and we have to go through that painful moment of... We have to go through that painful moment. never acted before, and he's like, I am Luke Skywalker, and I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> instead, he gets to say... <laughs> instead, he gets to say something that's much more important. Are you a Jedi? Right? That's much more important for the people that care about the show to hear right, than for us say, to sit there and be Jedi? like, who are you? And then be like, we already know who he is because I saw the X-Wing. <laughs> there's a, also, by the way, there's a really, I like the moment that when he's like, open it up, Din says open it up. The only one to protest is Fennec Shan. The person who we, as every, all the info we've been given is that they are a criminal. Everything they've done since the Bad Batch, we'll see them eventually, has been negative i mean yeah she helped din but she's also been a bounty hunter she's wanted by both the new republic and the isb so when he says open it up the republic's shock trooper doesn't say no and the two um the two mandalorians who have likely interacted with jedi at least ahsoka in the past don't say no but fennec shan's like no like she's like (laughs) no i don't i don't know who that is why would you open it jedi are bad i like that i like that the other ones are just like Eh, if it's like Ahsoka, it's fine. We're good. Like they don't. They yeah, don't they see it. the lightsaber and they know it's not a red one, right? Like, yeah, yeah you should probably open the door because he's just going to open it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he like, he'll just do what he wants to do. I love that Grogu. Oh, oh, we didn't talk about that either. So, oh, we haven't just we just hadn't gotten there really. We well, we di- we did because we just kind of br- we went past it. As at the approach, Grogu like Grogu knows who he is, him, but also all of the dark troopers do. As if they have, like, he is a priority one target. And he yeah. starts to pull up, and they're like, oh, shit. They stop hitting the door. They turn all their attention back to the way he's coming. It, well, so do they, they know it's Luke, or they just know it's a Jedi, and therefore we need to focus well, fire a Jedi down? Come on. Since, since, since the Battle of Yavin, who do you think in every Imperial wanted system on, in the entire galaxy is, is public enemy number one? Do you think he could use the computers, or they put him in the no-access system? I am sure he's in the no access. Like, if he sticks his face in there, the computer's like, uh, somebody shoot this guy. The computer there just blows several, up. There are several Try warrants killing. for this man's arrest right now, active. You don't get to see our secret documents. You're that Luke Skywalker guy. And so, but yeah, so also Gideon, Gideon's changed from his, like, uh, you're all going to die. Isn't Gideon knocked me. out at this point? No, he's like this. He's like, oh, oh he shit. goes for he the gun. Like, I think this is where he grabs the gun. He goes yeah. for the gun yeah. now. This is yeah. where he panics and is like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, that's a Jedi. I got to go. Priority one target. John Connor is on the facility. <laughs> let's turn shit around and let's take him out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, suddenly so he- it's I've got all the dark troopers to holy crap. I got to get it. I got to <laughs> kill everybody in this bridge and steal a shuttle and get out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things have turned. I find that desert skiff thing and make it <laughs> a bib fortuna, guys. That's our new term. It's a bib fortuna. When you like, oh shit, shit's gone. He, I'm, go- I'm out of here. He's pulling a bib or he's pulling a yep. fortuna. Which one's better? I think it's, he's Ooh. pulling a bib is is better. It's quicker. Bib is more fun. I like the yeah. yeah. He's gonna he's bib right. Bib. He bibbed right out of there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god. Uh. Yeah, I think uh, Grogu guides him through, right? He he says through the computer, he's touching the computer like he's trying to get, like he's trying to get his attention. I'm up here kind of thing. 
yeah he's 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 like oh there he is there's my buddy he he talked to me yeah. on the on on the planet down there yeah. he's talking to me now he's coming for me that's and I also like yeah, the idea so, that he says oh i'm not sure he wants to go he's like no he's waiting for your permission to go buddy like <laughs> yeah that's really good beautiful what do you guys All think would have happened if bobo would have been on the bridge with everybody else like oh standing God, on the bridge yes. comes through. Good point. <laughs> they must have written it that way, right? <laughs> I'm sure that they they thought of that and they were like, "We can't put uh, Boba on the bridge because right. well, yeah, let's have Boba just take off in the slave one." But like, can you imagine if that would have happened? Like, if because like if if everybody's like open the door and Boba's like, "Uh, no, don't open that door." <laughs> like, let me just go back here real quick. Boba's Boba's like Fennec and Boba just slowly back off the bridge, like just everybody be cool. Be cool, honey, buddy. The kids, the kids safe. You deal with the lightsaber guy. We're out of here. <laughs> Where's the other exit that the dark troopers didn't yeah. find? Yeah, that yeah. Gideon was gonna bib out of here with. Yeah. They bit, They would have bibbed out. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I do like the the aesthetic of him opening the elevator, and uh, and it being the same scene as Rogue One, where he just chops through every single thing in the room. It's it's beautiful. It's, it's symmetry, and I have a complaint for you specifically, Kit. For me? Yes. Okay. Because you are my music buddy. They re-recorded a different piece of music for this. Why not take either the Rogue One music or use the music from Death Star 2 to bring you back into that moment, right? Like, Out of... I I don't know. I'm guessing because they didn't want to pay John Williams (laughs) to use his music or um, whoever did the Rogue One music. Michael Giacchino. yeah, but uh, Giacchino. wasn't that like wasn't that like based off of the Imperial? It's based off the Death March? Star two. Uh, it's based off that Death Star two moment. The Rogue One music. Is, I, I don't remember off the top of my head what what music was. We're gonna playing. have to talk about this on the music but... one when we have time to do that one. <laughs> yeah, when it's just yeah, I, sitting I, there I, being I not... like, uh, okay. I will say, uh, I, I, I think that the guy. Ludwig Göransson, mm-hmm. I think is how you say his name, uh, has done a great job with the music on this show. I will say I was not blown away by the music that they used for the Luke scene. If I had one, one like gripe about I, that I, scene, I, I, I was underwhelmed by the music. That, that was going to be that. I was wondering if we were on the same page. Where I sat with that yeah. scene at the end, and I thought if they had tuned this into the the Luke's moments or the Darth Vader moment. And and really giving you that feeling of like he's just annihilating everyone and it's not funny, you know. Even <laughs> even even I don't know. I, I just kind of felt like that music. My as it was happening, my thought was like this music sounds like it should be like on a soap opera or something. Yeah. Like it it like a like it did not. It seemed overly melodramatic and like it, I don't know. It just didn't quite that that particular music didn't quite mesh with me. I kind of was hoping for darker, I guess, is what I was trying to say, maybe. You know. I mean, I, I would have I would have actually appreciated some of the, the lightness of maybe Luke's theme or something from Return of the Jedi so that it doesn't... Because it, it is... That's one thing I was talking to Ebony about, too, is that just like the Vader scene, but the parallel there is that because they gave him bots to destroy, there's no, there's no ethical 
quandary there. So he can just unleash and literally just smash one like you want a <laughs> Jedi cool. to do. Like like Mace Windu does in the Gendy Tartakovsky stuff. When, like, uh, what's his face? Grievous. Grievous, uh, Grievous yeah. is just like, ha, ha, ha. He's like, shut up, you. But, with, you know, <laughs> one of the things that I... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it interrupted me mid-thought because I had to think Sorry. about it. And I started laughing. It's good. I There's two ways to go with it. If you want to pull classic music. Yes. One is Luke and Leia swinging across the thing of the the original Death Star, right? Where you're gonna you're gonna celebrate this moment because Luke's back and he's killing droids and it's happy time. But what comes after is going to be sad, or you want it to be sad in a in a in a happy way, right? You want to feel what Pedro's gonna feel, Pedro Pascal's gonna feel, and and you're okay. I don't believe that setting people up with with the swinging across the Death Star Luke music is the same setup as Revenge or uh, Return of the Jedi music Luke. Okay. So you're 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 looking to bring the the in this instance Luke isn't the savior of everything. Luke is fixing your problem, but Luke right, is but not also- the hero of this moment. And so we right. don't want to give him the hero's music. Gotcha. He's cuz he's there to a certain degree, to give bad news to to Din. Yeah, and I, I can see I can see that standpoint. It's tough because I am the fan watching it, and I I I want that that sweeping music of Luke. Sure, but I see your point completely. Is that it's and, not and it's Luke not Luke's is story here. yeah, it's, and and Luke is coming in not with with the like the simple way of I'm just gonna throw my lightsaber down the hallway and decapitate all these things because I can, right? Like he could do that. He walks through. <laughs> He crushes that a dark trooper, just... just literally crushes it. And the idea there being like, he's, he's not, he, he's going to teach Grogu to protect himself. He's not going to teach him the right way to be a Jedi. I mean, but and the, there lies a the question too. What is the right way to be a Jedi? No, well, that's, you know, that ends up being the storyline of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. After, after this moment, right? Uh, ben, then the seminal moment that we have to talk about. Uh, Din Djarin takes his helmet off again. This time, yeah. not just in front of Bill Burr and everyone else who dies. <laughs> yeah. Not in front of Trey, Trey Trooper, who's now been called. <laughs> the guy who's like, I love that. Like going, I'm totally off track here. But when he shoots the, the officer... The first person they have to shoot afterwards is like a dude who's just like getting up from his lunch. Can I can I get an action figure of the what? mountain trooper with the tray as an accessory <laughs> so I can set him on my shelf like this? Or he's just like, oh no, he's just, just like <laughs> he's got the tray. Just he knows he doesn't have time. As soon as he drops the tray to go for his gun, he's dead. Right? Yeah. So that's so the he moment <laughs> he can't he can't move. But he knows if he's still even if he doesn't move, he's still dead. His best move there was to turn the tray and hope for cover as he dives. <laughs> Just throw the tray at the at Bill Burr. That's or, another. Or that's another good tactic, yeah. right? And then if dive Bill, for cover. Yeah, and then yeah. dive for cover. But he went for his gun, and that was the of the three decisions was not the correct one. There's there's a few different plays he could have in my opinion he could have said like yeah get him because he's like with him or he just shouts go socks and like, <laughs> okay you're safe all right moving on who's next <laughs> i'm from southie he's like oh okay don't shoot that guy <laughs> you're with us now kid <laughs> yeah 
Oh, uh, but so, uh, yeah, so he takes his helmet uh after after grogu tries to touch his face and then yeah so he takes his helmet out it's a great little moment and it i think rounds rounds us into believing that din will help Bo in the next season right because he's accepted that he has to be someone else next even though he lies to grogu and says they'll see each other again which is good because he's gonna need to end up on his back so that she can have the dark saber yeah but also, gonna... are you pulling for Bo? Is that Bo? Is the Mandalorian now Bo Katan? Is for you? For me, no. Uh, but I'm just saying, like he doesn't. He doesn't want to rule Mandalore. That's not his thing. He just wants to give her the dark saber. Yeah. And so he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to take a. He's gonna they're take gonna. A ha- dive. They're obviously gonna have to have a fight, and and he's gonna have to end up on his back. Some people commented that the Alcu again also is maybe a reference to Shmi, saying that to Anakin. Is it like, oh, you know, we'll see each other again? Which one's Shmi? And Shmi Skywalker, his mom. Oh, God. Man, school. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. you're right. I mean, it's reasonably forgettable. It's, it's, I forgot for, her name was Shmi. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's like, there's some mirroring there, which is kind of interesting because it's like now this kid is being taken away, much like Anakin from his, from his loving parent figure. And, being taken into the Jedi. So what does that mean for him? But I mean, that, that that's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, it's, it seems more like a referential. Nod it's referential. Like, nod, oh. but I don't think it's a perfect parallel in terms of oh, no, creating a new, a new story, you know? Yeah. Although it is also noted that Grogu and Anakin are the same age. And some people think they may be a dyad in the force, much the same way. Oh, is Grogu the same age as Anakin? So if Anakin was still alive, he'd be 50 at the same time that Grogu is 50 now. Is what I think Ken's trying to say. Yeah. That they were born approximately oh. the same year. I see. He can't yeah. be. A... Again, this is okay. this is just stuff that's out there in the ether. That I, I don't buy that. I don't buy I don't buy a dyad with Anakin being Grogu. Oh, no. It doesn't make any sense. I don't either, but I'm just saying that that's some of the that's some of the discussion that's out there. I like so that I it's it a good parallel that he's 50, and now his Anakin's son takes care of of someone that would been, have been born the same year as Anakin. I, I, that is a nice little moment, and 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 if that is you know kind of related, that that makes sense to have brought back Shmi's line for sure. Yeah, that's cool. And so uh, yeah, that's kind of how we round out that season, huh? The elevator closes, and then they're done. They don't even. There's no wrap up. I love it. I love that there's yeah. no wrap up at the end of this. Don't Aside don't from, give it to us. Well, that's not Aside wrap up. That's a, that's that's a, right. that's a teaser. That's a teaser. That's yeah. that's the stinger that they're like. Oh yeah. By the way, they they're gonna go back and <laughs> like. I'm How, glad. I'm I, trying to remember. Man, did, if you're Tamura Morrison, did, you're just like God. I'm gonna do a show about <laughs> the, like. I'm, am I sure about this? I am. I'm hoping that he, which I didn't know that he's actually. He also played uh, Aquaman's dad in the Aquaman movie. Oh, did he? He is I great. So let me just say, uh, I am a big Tamir Morrison fan, and uh, I think that he should get more work, not just in Star Wars, but uh, just across the board. And he is great as Aquaman's dad. Cool. In um, in in the Aquaman movie. Nice. I'm looking. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the Boba Fett show just because I like more Star Wars. I'm also still holding out hope that we get Rex and Ahsoka. I really want Rex. Well, so so one thing I was going to say, one thing that occurred to me after we, after we talked last time 
is, do you think Rex will be one of the Rangers of the New Republic? Because there's no reason why they couldn't have Tamara Morrison grow a beard and play Rex. Man, there's, he's going to be too uh, busy. I mean, That's too much work. A beardy a fake one, too. Like yeah, I yeah. mean, if they're going to... Hold on. His beard has to be exact same bushiness as it is in the Rebels series. Otherwise, someone's going to have a freak because, out. Well, because they said Filoni's one of the people working on... Because the Rangers of the New Republic, they specifically said... Was, didn't, wasn't that the one that they specifically said was Filoni and uh, uh, Favreau were working on that one? That was yeah. I thought. Well, I thought are they working on Ahsoka? Also. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. So I know it... for a fact that Filoni's on the Ahsoka. I know that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about anything else, but it's also a matter of like he's got. A, he's. I mean, he considering he has pr- producerial roles on so many different things. Like he produced uh, Rise. I'm sorry, the Star Wars Resistance cartoon, and but he didn't have a, an overall like um, uh. Like a, he wasn't the showrunner for it, but he did was also a producer. So it's like he could be attached to a lot of these projects and not necessarily be there for the day to day. Yeah. Okay. Although I guess I guess Rex could show up in Ahsoka as well. But I, I just I feel like we're probably spreading him thin. We, we, no, no. Just, I, yeah. I I don't think that we've heard the last of Rex. I don't think that they're gonna leave his. No, but it's got to be in a show. It's got to be in a show where people have experienced more Star Wars than Mandalorian and the movies, because you don't want to spend tons of time explaining about clones and clones and Clone Wars and all this sort of stuff. So it's gonna be one of those more niche level shows that they're targeting for for harder fans, because you can see okay. that there's kind of a gradient of those shows of. I don't know that people are going to buy into watching an Ahsoka show that saw her one time in Mandalorian unless they really want to watch an Ahsoka show. So that may be where he shows up versus, you know, Rangers of the Republic and a droid story and visions are all going <clears> to <throat> they're going to pull in different pieces. I think but no one's going to we'll have <clears throat> we'll have Wolf and Rangers of the Republic and we'll have Rex over <laughs> in <laughs> <an> Ahsoka show. <laughs> you have to fill it all on the volume back to back to back and he's just changing costumes. And and Tamara Morrison can be in all of them. Yeah, that's why they'd film it there, and then he could just you know just keep. Now you're Wolf today. Oh, okay, hold I, on. I will <laughs> say I will say when we were watching when when I was watching the the episode where he gets his armor back, uh, and he's got the the Tuscan Raider gaffy stick, and he's he's beating up those stormtroopers. I I remember thinking as he's filming that like I wonder if he has a show coming because. Because he's he he was really he's selling a- that for me. Like he was he was he he was acting legitimately enraged and going way more than was the bare minimum to get his paycheck for that one episode. Yeah. And so I was like, I wonder, I wonder if he's got something else in the pipeline coming. And then, which would make sense. And then they did the the announcements of here's all the shows, and I was like, oh, guess I was wrong. There's no there's no Boba Fett show coming. So. Uh, I guess I guess he's just a really good professional, and then we got the and then and then we we get the the book of Boba. The and I was book like, of Aha. Boba. It's a yeah. good name. It's a really good name. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, Ken, yes, sir. You know this answer to this question, and I can't seem to find the answer to it online. But I've always loved Luke's second lightsaber. The the. Yeah. The better, the one that R two shoots out of time. Oh my god, we saw R two. No, and we he and Grogu about- yeah. talked and they <laughs> hugged each other, and it was beautiful. We didn't even it talk about awesome. that. How great was yep. that? Seeing R two pop into the thing, and that hypothetically, 
he might know him i said this out loud i said this out loud to my wife who very i have to shout her out uh for entertaining my insanity at the end of this i said to her i said he could know r2 and she's like what and i was like okay stay with me for a second but r2 (laughs) used to be anakin's droid and anakin would have been at the temple at the same time as grogu and she's like oh okay (laughs) <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> so he might know who r2 is and i thought that would be cute yeah. if uh and they may have implied it there at the end if uh yeah r2 may have recognized grogu and said hey yeah. hey buddy it's okay hey we're, we're I gonna saved be fine you from a temple full of crazy people we're gonna be fine together <laughs> don't worry i put you in a hover pram and i made your your little <laughs> i'm the me. one who made your hover pram <laughs> <laughs> that's my cousin uh, i saved you i've always kind of been in love with that lightsaber that his second lightsaber um do you know if they're selling that one at the savi's workshop <laughs> oh uh well it, so technically it wouldn't be at savi's it would be at uh doc ondar's doc ondar's antiquities. Yeah. um i i'm oh i'm pretty sure they do have his jedi lightsaber um i can't i'm, I'm they, next to positive but no. i i yeah i thought your question was gonna be where does that kyber crystal come from because that's a different discussion but what oh because yeah. he did, where did he get it yeah which some i don't think we've gotten an explanation for that yet i think that well he i mean he knew force ghosts they could have told him where to go it also could be quagons because um uh quagon Jin and uh kenobi picks up that lightsaber after like he he could very could easily could have taken that lightsaber, kept it with him for all those years, and then amongst his things that that uh, he goes back for that lightsaber, that he, Luke could have found it in Kenobi's belongings. That would be a great backstory. Maybe uh, we get an answer to that in the Obi Wan Kenobi show. It could be there. It also could be in the uh, the forthcoming Star Wars comics that are currently taking place after Empire Strikes Back. But yeah, both also the Kenobi series is another spot to put it. Cool. I really I'm hoping so much for a Kenobi series where we I want to know what happened with him and Duchess Satine. I want to know that history. Yeah. I want well, I now have two lightsabers that I think I'm gonna get from Doc Ondars. It'll be uh if they have the Luke one, I'll grab that. And uh I think Cal Kestis won the uh the competition. Yeah. You're not gonna try and build your own and make make it a, a Andy Thompson lightsaber. I'll also build my own. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, we've run over two hours, so I think we're gonna save talking about another show for next time. Maybe we can wrap in some and uh, beginning of the year talk or something like that about uh, what we're thinking about doing for Star Wars in the coming year. Now that Mandalorian's done for a whole year. And uh yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think that there's a whole lot. I there's mean, nothing planned like, between now and then, right? Yeah. I mean, like Books, I think, High Republic. Yeah, but I mean like for shows, for I shows, the there's first nothing show on that Disney they've Plus. actually given firm dates for the the first shows are like December of next year, right? Like it's a, like a year from now. What what's launch for something like, in January? Boba and Mandalorian. What comes in January? Well, there's I mean, not, I'm not oh, counting WandaVision the, comes the, in January. That's yeah, not even related. It's, Marvel it's Marvel stuff, stuff until the end of next and I'm, year. I'm not counting the 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 gallery, uh, but I'm, I'm talking about like not documentary stuff, but like no, actual yeah, yeah. actual fiction. I think stories. I think they're yeah. they've got this beginning of the year is Marvel, and then the end of the year is maybe two Star Wars shows now. 
Yeah, I hope that somebody goes on the record and says, no, there's two shows that'll be... It'd be very nice to understand what's happening. Yeah, we're going to have Book of Boba and Mandalorian, or Book of Boba is Mandalorian Season 3 or something. I I don't know. It'd be nice to to get some kind of... Because, I mean, that's not... That's not like it's not like that's, you know, guarded information that they need to be careful about or no. that they that they wouldn't know at this point. You know, like there's I, I can't see a reason why they would want to keep that unclear. It's weird. It's weird that they would yeah. want to keep it unclear, but we'll see. I don't have any way to make wild predictions about what they're doing or why. But if you do, you yeah. can send them to podcast at we were gamers dot com. Uh we'll be back. I think we'll take a break till the new year, <laughs> considering it's ten days away. Sometime yeah. in January, we'll be back. We'll talk some. Uh, should we preview some? What's the show called? Resi- Resistance. Star Wars mm-hmm. Resistance. Yeah. Star Wars yeah. Resistance. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have some episodes of the gallery up. Oh yeah, that, we should talk about that because that. that was fun to talk about last time. I don't yeah. know that there'll be anything like mind blowing, uh, like there was in the last one where you got to see the volume for the first time. But but we should talk about that next time too. And I think we'll see some good stuff for storytelling considering how much they wrapped in from rebels and stuff. Yeah. Like that, that storytelling, the idea of like, I want to hear some more of their writing process. Like I like hearing some of the stuff from creators like Greg Wiseman when he's t- talked about it or now Dave Filoni. And I want to hear how did John Favreau and Dave decide, okay, this is where this season is going. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. I look forward to that until next time. We'll see you, uh, around Dagobah. May the force be with you. And you will also with your spirit. Didn't he say he says that at the end? He said, "May the force be with you." He does. That was nice. But and there's no response, and I kind of that that was a yeah. It was not, no. It was good <laughs> that there was no response. I liked it. They're yeah. just he's he, they have nothing to say. It's good. It's very That's good. Fair. It was a tight it ending. Funny. It would have been funny if everybody but Din was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he's just like. Sad and quiet, but everybody else. Fennec I wanted and, them to and pan. two Mandalorians are like, eh. I wanted them to do a panning shot to Cara Dune. And she's just standing there, like, quivering with, like, a Luke Skywalker <laughs> headshot and, like, a pen. <laughs> <She's> just, just, <laughs> she just couldn't work up the The drop trooper couldn't work up the courage to say anything during this, this entire tense moment during Dan and Luke and she's just standing over to the side like please let him notice please let him notice oh, please like, let him notice. Like, like oh my god oh my god oh my god <laughs> you know <sighs> or she just walks up to him and hugs him no no <laughs> it's best like Grogu's like wandering over towards him and she just like comes over pushes the kid aside hugs him yeah. and then like hands him the Grogu you know the other thought I just had was if he had said I'm Luke Skywalker Bo-Katan would have been like what do you mean Skywalker <laughs> would but see, although that's... she wouldn't necessarily know that Vader was Skywalker but she would know Anakin. Anakin right, right but she so... wouldn't know that Anakin turned into Vader necessarily that, so I don't think that that was a well-known yeah. That that was a well-known. No, but uh, you'd have act. to then you'd have to have the moment of like, yeah, are you related to? An-? And then it's just awkward. Like, are you Anakin Skywalker, son? Yeah, and then you'd I be knew like, a Skywalker. Yeah, and I think, then yeah, I, your first inflection was negative of like Skywalker. Boars. It would have been like okay, like it would be. It would be a more. I meant like, it to be more of a surprised inflection instead of an angry inflection. Not like yeah. a surprised good or bad. Just like a what? There's another yeah. Skywalker. 
And then she could have said the line, there's another Skywalker. And then you'd be like, that's a reference too. See, I'm writing a show ending here that's pretty good and also very long. And that's why I said the tight ending is better. <laughs> I still like, I don't know. I, I keep I keep thinking about like what would have happened if Boba Fett would have been in that room. Like when the elevator's coming up, would he have been like, just like, shit. <laughs> but like, you know, in his, in his like New Zealand accent. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the rocket locked and loaded he's like aiming yeah. it already he's like the door opens. he's like he, he puts his rifle up and aims it at the door then he's like no no puts it back down then he's like <laughs> puts it back up and he's like puts it back down and he's like i don't know how this is gonna go <laughs> me turns sideways yeah he's kind of he kind of turns and hopes like maybe he stands kind of behind fennec yeah. <laughs> he's got his he's got his gun drawn ready, but he's also got his hand up. Like the first thing Luke sees is Boba Fett with like his hand up like we're cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> he, he you know, apparently I don't it's have really a easy. You don't. It's yeah. really easy in Star Wars to paint your armor at the last second. So he he just takes it off and sprays a little rebel logo <laughs> on it. <laughs> Man. Looks over at Karen and says, can I borrow the pen real quick? (laughs) (laughs) Stencils the logo on his front. Because there's nothing that we need to like blow the wind. We got three more years of uh, talking about Rogue Squadron. Uh, I'm ready for it. Yeah, to to fill in all the little all the little holes and and when we don't have stuff to talk about over the next okay, year. Okay, I I gotta get this off my chest right now because I need it to be the thing. And I I'll, I'll turn recording back on. I need it to be out there in the universe that this was my idea first. Okay, there should not be a Rogue One in Rogue Squadron. Rogue Leader. Rogue Leader is fine, but Rogue yeah. Leader should be Rogue Two. Well, that's. Wait, what? They I don't think they'd have There's already a rogue too. He's the guy in the in the in the snowspeeder on Hoth. No, no. Yes, I understand that that exists. But you saying the rogue leader and rogue 2 should be the same person. Rogue leader and rogue 2 or whoever. Two. Uh, there should just never be a rogue 1 designation. Right. I'm saying you have rogue leader and then you have rogue 2. But and they can be different people. Wedge can be rogue leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, but the only point I'm trying to make is that the Rogue One designation should never be used again. It's not. It's it's a jersey in in canon. uh, They should say we can't use Rogue One. They never say one. It's always Red Leader or Gold Leader. But in the movie Rogue One, they use the designation Rogue One. I I understand. I'm saying I don't think it would ever come up because they never have the designation anything one. in if a you really squadron. want to speak to me, only me, literally <laughs> just jerky. me, put in the, the movie the... that you definitely are not using the designation Rogue One. Okay. There's a moment between someone's like, oh, welcome to the unit. Oh, so who's Rogue One? We don't, we don't have a Rogue One. <laughs> and then someone just does the cross for some reason in this universe. <laughs> He points up to the sky, rip, rip Jin. This one's for you, Bodhi Rook. Oh, Bodhi. What a good character, but oh, we got to do a separate podcast. We can't keep going. I got to do it. I got to be done. Yeah. Yeah.
I need food. Yeah. All right. Thank guys. you guys for the good talk. I will talk to you later. Later, everybody. Yep.